Welcome to the Random Tea Agent Carter Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about episodes one and two of season two. Yay! Yay! Yeah, we pretty much screamed the entire time this we, was on. We did. It was it was understood the entire it was it was so good. Well, and we had the Captain America special right before it. So we it were was like primed. an entire night of Marvel. We were absolutely primed, and I really hope you guys got to watch that. I personally didn't learn a whole lot yeah. during that because of the research we've done for the MCU. Right, right. Um, and we've done Captain America. So I already knew a lot about the things that they had said, mm-hmm. but it was still so interesting. Because you talked to, like, they, they interviewed Joe Simon's son and stuff like that. They had Kirby's family there, yeah. too. Or and Sam Simon, not Joe Simon. Joe Kirby. Jack Kirby. Jack Shit. Kirby. God. Yeah. Yeah. Brain wine. Um, <clears throat> the... They interviewed both of their families mm-hmm. and Stanley. Oh, I know. Bless, Bless his him precious little heart. So much. And Chris Evans was in it. Mm-hmm. And well, we could do a whole podcast on yeah. that. But it was really good. So that was a good primer. And then it this was. Happened. We were ready. Um, my, my body is ready. <laughs> are you sure? Uh, my biggest concern going into this, and I've, we've talked about this, yep. I know at least off air, yeah. was that they had to give me something good enough. To get her to L.A. To get her to L.A. Yeah. Because Peggy Carter in L.A. is just like a fish out of water. I think that's partially why they did it. That and Jarvis. <clears throat> Jarvis, is, he fucking hates it. I oh love it. Oh, my God. His tirade was so precious. I'm... How do you feel about... I'm okay with it. Um, and, you know, I'm the one that's usually like, I don't like change. I don't <laughs> like change. But it gets them away from Thompson, and I think that's good. Yeah, the, because the Thompson storyline is now kind of secondary. Yeah. It's still there. Yeah. He didn't just go away. Exactly. Um, I'm, like, I'm with you. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't convincing enough for me to be happy with it. Yeah. But it was good enough. Yeah. Um, Sousa being uh, made chief of the L.A. division, which right. why they have an L.A. division, I don't understand really, because... This is an international agency. Agency. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're. Not, I'm not getting that from the show at all. No, you're really not. Because um, I'm like, what does this local woman being frozen in a lake have to do with the world? Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it kind of. Yeah. It's, it's a thin line, but yeah, um, it's kind of like that guy called him. He called him a science cop. Yeah. Well, it's the scientific. Yeah. Strategic scientific, scientific reserve. Reserve. Yeah. So this, yeah. that would be the science. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad to see Sousa get ahead. Yep, I am too. That was nice. So that was great. I, I also am very although, mad at him. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. Yes. But I kind of feel like he's really young to be a chief. <laughs> yeah, but you got to look at he went through their biggest case. True. And he Thompson was, was made chief. Very of integral of, of the whole Ivchenko Dottie business. Okay. Um, and he's the one that caught Carter. I mean. True. True. They wouldn't have caught her if it wasn't for him. So I, I was cool with that. And then, yeah, and then with Peggy, I don't want to say following him out there, but in yeah. a sense, she kind of did. It played well. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite part? Oh, okay. We're talking about two. We're going to talk we're about gonna both talk episodes. We're going to talk about both episodes because uh, we're going to do the recap for one. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it's going to be one big fucking long podcast. Yeah, sit but, back and relax. But, um... So if we're treating this together, I loved Jarvis's physical fitness business. Oh my god! <laughs> and the way Anna, I love Anna already because my favorite thing was um, 
because I mean we've all seen bro TP man yeah bro TP but we've all seen like romantic comedies and stuff like that where the female lead and the male lead which essentially that's what Peggy and Jarvis are yeah are put into a compromising situation like when she tries to tackle him and she ends up on top sure, of him sure and then Anna comes in and normally you'd get, oh, honey, this isn't what, her, and, and the woman's all like, Arr. and she was just like, oh, did he get you? Yeah. Tortoise, when he's on his back, man. That's I when just, he's the most dangerous. I just, I just was, like, she was so, I love her so confident much. and comfortable. Sure. And even Peggy was like, okay, I'm going to get up now. But it wasn't like tropey. No. They're so, so not tropey. It was so not, and I and I read an interview with uh, the two um, the two execs, um, uh, Tara Butters and um, Melissa. I can't remember her last name, but she's the showrunner. Um, <laughs> That's a long last name. They um, they both said, "Yeah, we didn't want the whole women hating each other thing." Good. And they did that on purpose. Well, with they got Seuss's, They did that on purpose with Seuss's girlfriend as well. They did not want that That's trope true. of the two females are at odds with each other. Good. I'm so, so sick of seeing that. So I was really, I was really pleased with that. I was like, I can tell women are running this show. Absolutely, as well they should be. It's a yeah. woman-led show. Yeah. Um. My, I think I would have to put my number one favorite thing. Okay. Rose. I was so happy to Rose see her. Rose is back. And as we all know, we have head canoned that she is the grandmother of Penelope Garcia. From Criminal Minds. From Criminal Minds. Um, sorry, no argument. It is it's, what it that's, is. That's, it is. What, that's what happened. It, it, that's, that's what it is. And it's so, I'm so glad she's going to have an, because judging by the first two episodes, she's going to have an expanded Yes. Role. Oh, I love her so much. She's so, she's so cute and adorable and I want one. Because she was, she was in all the promos for Agent, uh, for, for season one and I was really excited to see her. And then we saw her like a handful of times in very limited capacity. And I was like, I wanted more Rose. I feel like what happened was they took the audience reaction to her. That they'd already filmed all 10 episodes. Exactly. And they got the audience reaction for this character. And they're like, okay, you're coming back. You're coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then where's Angie? Yeah, that's, one, lack that's one thing Angie I'm not happy about. Not ha- Okay, well, then what was your least... No Angie. No Angie? That was... Because I'm even okay with no Howard because he wasn't in all the episodes to begin with. I didn't expect... No. I didn't expect... And this story he so was, far is not Howard-centric. True, but he was he was mentioned. Yes. He's still a part of the story. Yes. There was no mention None. of Angie. A- Angie. Um, yeah. Angie? Yeah. So, um, so I wasn't That bothered me. That. Yeah. Um... I think one of the problems I had was they introduced an awful lot of new. Yeah. There was a lot of new. Yeah. A lot of information to process. A lot process. of new baddies. A lot of... But we only have 10 episodes to work with, so... Yeah. Yeah. So. Gotta uh, so are do. you ready to get into the director and writer and all that good stuff? Well, absolutely. We have to at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was directed by Lawrence Trilling, who... Um, he directed one episode of Studio 60, so he's one of my babies. Okay. Um, he did. He's done a ton of TV, like Alias, Monk, Scrubs, Parenthood, all kinds of different stuff. Scrubs? Yeah. Like, wow. Like six episodes of Scrubs or something. Um, and it was written by uh, Brant Engelstein, who wrote the Blitzkrieg button from season one. Now, is this just the first episode or is this This is just the first episode. Okay. They had different, um, okay. slightly different. They're both, they're both directed by the same person. Okay. But they had different writers. Okay. And then um, he also, not very many writing credits, like um, the show Copper on AMC 
and mm-hmm. um, some. It's not the Borgias. It's not the Showtime version. But there was some called some show called Borgia. Who guess who? I looked at the cast list. Um, Don Falcone from uh, Gotham was like uh, Papa oh, Borgia. Wow. Yeah. So. Uh, uh-huh. So he's really he he doesn't have a lot of uh, television and movie writing credits or anything like that. So, but I, I was happy to. I, th- okay. I think he did a good job. Okay. He may have some writing credits in other areas. Exactly. That aren't just reported on IMDb. So. Um, so, but we start out and uh, we get a very good previously on. I thought it was very comprehensive. It lets you know what to expect because mm-hmm. there was Dottie. And uh, so we have the first shot is uh, kind of like the, it wasn't the first shot of the first series, but it was one of the intro shots was all the men in gray suits in New York walking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see um, the same shot we would have seen Peggy's face, but we see I didn't believe it for a second. Mm-mm. I called it immediately. Um, it's a woman with dark hair in the blue suit with the red hat, just like we saw in the in the previous season. And um, she uh, goes into the bank, and the teller asks... Um, now, wait. If I could just interject for a minute. Yeah. We did see in the previously on, for those who didn't actually see it, where Dottie says to her, maybe next time I'll be an agent, or I'll be yeah. a spy. I'll be an SSR agent. I can be whatever I want. And I was, and then, she is, she's trying so to be a chameleon. How, you knew it was her. That's, yeah. you knew. So yeah. anyway, so she's. Cause, cause I'm a firm believer in shows give you the previously ons for a reason. So like if, if we're watching Game of Thrones and they reach way the fuck back to season one, I'm like, all right, shit's about to go down. <laughs> like, so yeah. Same with Supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> 11 seasons, man. Yeah. So, um, so we see that it's, it's Dottie dressed up as Peggy. Of course it and, is. And, um, she, uh, draws a gun on the teller. They're robbing the bank. She's got some guys with her, um, and they're going to rob the bank. So my first thing is, like, who the fuck is she working for? Um, because we know she was trained in the Red Room, and she used to work for Leviathan. My first impression was she has to have money somehow. Mm-hmm. So she was just doing a bank robbery to have she has some money. Gang. Well, I didn't think it through that far. Yeah, that's true. Um, so... She basically wants the teller to let them into the vault. And she specifically wants to the, to go to this one particular safety deposit box, which is 143. And, um, you know, there's a little thing with if he turns the, the crank one way, it's going to, you know, um, call the police. Which I thought was pretty sneaky. Yeah, she, man, she knows her shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but um, guess, guess who's inside the vault? Peggy. Peggy Carter. Okay, now, before we see Peggy in the vault, though... We see a man stand up, and all we see is the back of his head, and you and I both went, Thompson. The way his head was turned, and he's got his finger... The way the hat... Yep. Was, I was... That's Thompson. And it was. And it was. Um, so, basically, this whole thing is an SSR um, sting operation, um, and Peggy is waiting for Dottie in the vault with a shotgun, and, of course, Dottie doesn't go quietly, and they fucking fight, and it's It was great. a great fight. Now, wasn't that fight scene was in one of the trailers wasn't it or part of it i i don't know if it was in one of the release trailers but i know it was in the trailer they showed in the captain america um special like right before it aired okay i knew it was looked familiar and that's when i was like it's that's dotty that's because i got a good Mm -hmm. look at her face and i was like that's fucking dotty yes um, with dark hair and um dotty has some issues um she's got subscriptions yes she does so they have a good little fight and um I'm so happy to see that we continued the Peggy will use anything as a weapon. If it is in the room, it is fair game. 
And so, because we were we were texting while we were screaming, as we do. Um, and Dottie, if you look at it on paper, Dottie's better trained. Dottie yes. was trained from, and e- presumably a very young age, if not birth, and trained more to be a weapon, more extensively. More, yes. I mean, it was all she did. Yes, and it was she knows this school of fighting, and she knows this school of fighting. Whereas Peggy's just like, oh look, a stapler. I'm going to beat your ass with it. <laughs> See, that's the kind of fighting I would do. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that all the customers of the bank are SSR. The bank teller is SSR, and they all pull guns. Um, and Peggy is able to knock Dottie out by uh, hitting her ass um, in the head with a giant bag of change. And it's a great visual, and I loved it. <laughs> I was the like, slow yeah, motion Peggy, was, yeah. was precious. Um, I want to point out that while watching this, Sorry, I my I derailed myself. Wow, that was awesome. Uh, I was gonna the, say, are you trying to find a nice way to say lady boater? No. <laughs> well, yes, but no. That's beside the point. Yeah. Um, during the fight, Dottie asks her, "Is that a new hairstyle?" Yes. And then at the end of it, when Peggy's handcuffing her, she says, "I love the hat." And I'm love like, the "That hat. is such a girl fight right there." That's. I mean you. You, the the trope for girl fights is the, the hair kicking, pulling. screaming, the hair pulling. Eh. Yeah. You know, you see that all the time. This is how girls really fight. Mm-hmm. They will dirty as dirty. fuck. <laughs> I mean, pull herring is not beyond, but there's more to it than, but yes. at the same time, you're going to go, I love that. I will Where did s- you get it? I will say it was funny though, because uh, when Clint and Natasha fight in the Avengers, he pulls her fucking hair. It's hilarious. Somebody's done a GIF set of them, and it's like these are masterclass assassins. Oh, and they're, I know. They're, but they're doing whatever they need to do. And Absolutely. So that, but you know the the love the hat line was roses from season one. Oh yeah. When Peggy first oh, walks in, she goes, "Love the hat." That's great. Yeah. So I thought that was a nice little callback. That I miss that. So we're like one scene in, and I'm super happy. I know it's this show. I'm I'm excited. Yeah. Um, so we go to Los Angeles and, um, we flat, we're flashed on the screen. Number one, it's LA, which duh. Um, and it's 1947, which what we knew from the, uh, from before the show came out, they said it was six months later and I have a little bit of a bone to pick in episode two. Okay. With the timeline. Okay. But supposedly it's been six months. Okay. Um, and so, uh, Sousa pulls up and it's, um... It's one of the famous parks in L.A. It's Echo Park. And um, there's all these people there and police. And uh, the detective is um, Andrew Henry. Okay. I would like to point out that Sousa has been taking fashion tips from Howard Stark. He has. He looks very Howard Stark. He, he I does. I don't like it. I don't like I it. I don't either. like it on him. Yeah. Um, and so uh, this, this detective, Andrew Henry, is like, oh, are you the science cop? So the SSR has been called into this crime scene and um, he starts talking to Sousa and he explains that um, this is where two other women were killed. It was like two years ago. Yeah. The lady in the late killings. And um, he thinks that that he's his serial killer has come back because um, they found a woman. But um, there's a. Half the lake is fucking frozen with her in Does it. Does two make a serial killing? I thought three was serial killer. I don't know. It's the forties. True. There, there weren't like classifications and shit for this. Um, but now I have to know. So apparently, the victim is uh, hidden inside this giant 
chunk of ice in this lake and it's supposedly like the hottest day of the year Mm. so yeah serial killer according to wikipedia three or more people there you go but the cop seems very resolute that it's the same it's the same killer oh, absolutely. that he's been looking for. So um so we go to SSR in New York and Thompson uh is there with uh two agents who are fangirling over Peggy. As well they should Man, be. if anybody can break her, it's Carter. I was like, Oh my god, she's got respect. Can you I'm talk so about happy. a three sixty though? Oh my god, it was beautiful. And um he uh basically cause Peggy's going to interrogate Dottie. And Dottie doesn't give any fucks. The field in which her fucks grow is barren. <laughs> and um, so uh, Peggy even takes her handcuffs off and she's like, I'm not afraid of you. Mm. And I'm just like, baby, this is just foreplay for Dottie because Dottie crazy as fuck. She nuts. Um, and it looks like I'm guessing based on what I've seen, it looks like she's freelancing. You think so? I don't know that this is part of Leviathan plot. But we don't know. But we don't know. You're right. We don't know. We don't know. Um, And so it turns out that the only thing in the box that um, Dottie was after is this, uh, like, tie pin. And it's, it looked like the Avengers A to me. Is that what, it it was an A, but I don't know that it was, well, It looked kind of like the Avengers A. A But I will say, um, I have have some spoilery stuff at the end. Oh. Um, that the that the um, two execs have said about the pin. Okay. So I'll save that for the very end of like episode two end. Um, and so, uh, you know, she wants to know why Dottie wanted it. And Dottie's like, you know, there are there are currencies out there that are that are more important than money. Mm. So that that it's pin true, is though. not just a pin. No. Um, when is a pin just a pin? Not in Agent Carter. Okay. Um, and so. This is when Sousa calls Thompson, and he's like, oh, I heard you you finally captured Dottie. And, you know, they kind of rib each other for a couple of minutes, and I'm just like, nee. Um, But it turns out that Sousa is the chief in L.A., and it's a it's a full-fledged uh, SSR office. He's not just been sent out there. Um, and um, he mentions that he's really uh, low on staff, and they're pretty green, and so he wants some help with this case because they've actually snagged a real sure enough case. Um, so I'm just assuming that Seuss has been dicking around for six months, not really with well, much to do. If they're just trying to establish an office, that's not, I wouldn't think that would be yeah. too weird. Yeah. Because um, I know all about the precedent for this sort of thing. Well, so. there you go. Mm. Uh, setting up a 1940s, um, you know. Secret agency. Secret agency. Sure, and international and secret exactly. agency at that, so. Um, so basically he's like, I, I, I need, I need help. And, uh, Thompson's like, I've got the perfect man for you. And he's looking at Carter and I'm just like, you asshole. Um, so he pulls her out of the interrogation, which she is not a happy bunny about. And, um, Thompson's like, yeah, you're done with this whole, this whole Dottie business. You're going to LA. And he tells her that Sousa asked for her personally. Which is a lie. And I'm like, you dick. But I will say she calls him. I mean, she's like, listen, if this is about your damn ego, is this why you're sending me away is because you don't want the competition? Yeah. So I was happy that she called him on it. She's always done that, though. But she did it as Director Thompson. True. She did it with the the respect, but she called him on his bullshit. Um, She called Dooley on his bullshit, too. She did. She absolutely did. And so um, it turns out that she's going to be heading to L.A. on the next flight in, like, three hours. And, um... You know he's he's cranky and and but he's he's gonna take care he's gonna interrogate Dottie and I'm like oh, baby sure. she gonna beat your ass absolutely 
Um, and so this is when Peggy shows up in LA and we get the nice, you know, shot of her with the sunglasses and it's great. And Jarvis is there to meet her and I'm already, I'm happy. I'm so excited to see Jarvis. I love Jarvis. And, um, I love, apparently, you know, Howard came to LA to set up a quote unquote defense contract slash. Yeah. I was real. I was like, okay, so we have a decent reason for Peggy being here. I need a decent reason for Jarvis, Jarvis and to be here. And we talked about previously about that Howard was setting up a film company or some yes, shit. Yes. The defense contract makes a whole lot more sense to me. But apparently he's also doing a movie a movie studio as well. Because he's Howard fucking Stark. He's Howard fucking Stark though. So. Um, and so I love their banter because she's like, I'm, I'm just. I'm a little confused about, and he's like, yes. Um, You'd be puzzled. The flamingo, because he's transporting this flamingo in this in this car. Uh, that's uh, that's Bernard, Bernard Stark. My favorite line has got to be they're going they're doing this back and forth, and the way they play off of each other is yes. so much fun. It's so smooth. Yes, between uh, Haley and James, um, and. It goes on and says, oh, you'd be puzzled. Yes, yes, puzzled. Is, is it the flamingo? It is indeed the flamingo. <laughs> I just cracked up. They're so great together. So and it was hilarious. so British. So British. These two people are so British, they could manufacture tea. Yes, just between the just two of them. Just between the two of them, standing in a room, tea, tea. would just appear. <laughs> They're that British. Um. So, yeah, so he's driving her... Um, and so he, uh, she, she's like, I'm so sorry to impose on you. And he's like, no, really, I'm super bored. How was he bored with that wife at the house? Oh, my God. I just want to know. Because you know that, yeah, they get up to some stuff. Uh. Um, and so he's like, no, 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 I really don't mind. And he starts telling her how horrible L.A. is. And it's hilarious. The he's avocados. like, they eat avocados on everything how do you trust those palm trees those aren't structurally sound it's great (laughs) and so um he is very happy to help her with her newest adventure and so i'm just like this is the greatest and she does ask and this is part of the conversation we were texting about um he was talking about howard is uh scouting some locations when do you expect him to be back uh when he's the what was it the somebody has no when the location scout um, no longer lets him scout her locations or something like that. And I was like, good God, I love this. I was, and uh, Well, my response was, he's making a porn, isn't he? Yeah. he's, he's It's yeah. a porn. Yeah. That's that's what yeah, Stark uh, Pictures porn. is about. Scout her location is our yeah. new favorite thing. So. Howard's making porn. Uh, <laughs> so, so they go back, t- they go to the, um, the SSR's front in LA, which is the Auerbach theatrical agency and oh, rose God, is there rose and she's got these two tap dancers just tapping their damn hearts out bless her patience oh my god it's great and she's like and when they finally stop she's like uh no and it turns out that it's and i thought this was great because this is so 40s hollywood she was like everybody was so desperate to be a star and um because motion pictures were still relatively new and uh she's like our sign is small. We don't we, advertise. We don't advertise. We we purposely put the wrong address in the city directory and they find us. And it's just like, you can't even help it. It's the 40s. It's Hollywood. It was oh, great. So I, I thought this was really cool. Um, and so uh, Rose shows her the secret door in and it's between, uh, it's the S, the R to S cabinet. Did we know Rose was coming back? 
I didn't. I did okay. not know. I saw she was credited, but then again, IMDb lies all True. the fucking time. True. So I didn't know. Okay. Um, so Peggy, uh, I, I will say Rose Ships, whatever yes. the Peggy Sousa ship is called. Yes. Um, Kusa. I don't like, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> um, but Rose Ships it really hard because Peggy's it's like. that or Suter. Yeah. <laughs> so, because Peggy's like, how is everything? And she's like, everything's in the office down the hallway. And I was just like, Rose ships you can't it so miss hard. Him. Oh, my gosh. So, Sousa's super surprised to see Peggy. And really quickly, she's like, you didn't ask for me. Awkward. And it turns out that, because um, all we saw was he finally got the courage to ask her out for, out for a drink. And she was going to do her little dumping Steve's blood in the river saying right. goodbye to she him. She had thing. a date. She did have a date. So, but that was her letting go of Steve. Yes. And so it turns out that she's been calling Sousa since he moved to LA and he didn't return any of that her That little bitch. I'm that so pissed. Bitch. I'm like, you bastard, you don't even know what you gave up no. on. And it. Tur- he's like, oh, well, uh, sometimes a three hour time difference feels like a lifetime. And I'm like, you an asshole. So much. Yeah, so, you were mad at him the entire rest of the show. I really was. And I still am. Um, and so this is when uh, the detective comes in and he's got all these old case files because he's working with Sousa on the case. And um, he's like, oh, the press is going to be involved and they're going to help catch the killer and yada, da da da. And so... Um, I tried to guess Mr. Freeze at this point, and you pointed out to me it was the wrong franchise. Wrong franchise. Um, and so Peggy's like, what if she just happened to be in the lake, and the lake happened to freeze, and they're not related? Of course Peggy's going to come up with that shit. Of course. And they're like, uh, duh. And then she has to turn around and explain that to this poor little detective. And I'm like, yeah. bless your heart. You ain't. You don't even know what's going to hit you. Um, and so they go down in the morgue, and this uh, her body is still like crazy cold they've got like heat lamps on her well, and, and she's not warming up right and the lab itself is freezing cold yes it's not just her it's this whole room and yep <clears throat> in my first watch through i kind of missed that okay so he was all bundled like the tech was all yeah, bundled up he, and, he was but the, you know the first time watching it of course everything's all fun and exciting and new yeah but the first you miss time, stuff yeah and i just but even the second time through, it was still kind of, oh, yeah, I don't feel like they played that room as well as they could have. Yeah, yeah. It was all these heat lamps around were very distracting, and it's this tiny little room, mm-hmm. and you've got, what, four people standing around. And around room, a corpse. The room is like the size of a closet. Yeah. And I was like. You think that could have been filmed better? I think they could have set the scene up a little okay, better. Okay. I was very confused by what. I can see that. I was a little confused by what was going on, so it made it hard to understand the story story at this point yeah for me okay okay um and so it turns out that she was stabbed but it's it doesn't match with the two previous murders and but the big detail is the shoes were switched um which was the big deal with the lady in the lake killer the first go around and it was a detail that was not released to the press yeah that we learned that on gotham yeah the, and the every Easter. show and ever. the thing is that they refer to it as an Easter egg. Yeah. On Gotham. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. I was like, okay. Um, so uh, they don't, they basically don't know if the body caused the lake to freeze or if the fro- lake was frozen. 
you know, with her in it, and it just it, like right. they they have no which no was intel, the call, basically. Which was the cause? Which was the effect? Exactly. Um, but it turns out that when they turn the lights off, the corpse glows in the dark, which is kind of weird and weird at parties. Um, I you know when you've got a day glow body at a party, who knows shit's gonna happen. go down. Um, so it turns out, <laughs> um, they they chisel a part of her out because they're gonna they're gonna run it through the lab. Um, I guess she is dead. She's not going to miss it. That's true. It's still, see, and I miss that they ch- actually, I know she, Peggy says get a chisel. Yeah. But the fact that they actually did that. Because she's still solid frozen. But the fact that they actually chiseled a piece of her. Yeah. Kind of threw me. I didn't oh, okay. see it happen. Yeah. So I was like, what? Yeah. I feel like, I, I guess I feel like everything moved too fast. It was a very fast episode. Um, cause they're cramming a lot in cause they? they not only had their story, but they had to go the whole, okay, this is where Thompson is. This is where Sousa is. Yeah. Um, so it, they, they, uh, they talked to this lab tech, Dr. Samberly, who's kind of a sassy bitch. He has a right. But I love the lighting in this cause it's so noir. Yes. It was like the, the window blinds and he's part part in shadow it was just so i was just like this is great um which was a big thing in the 40s mm-hmm. oh yeah exactly nor was the thing the a lot of the the setting and stuff was really well done yeah about the 40s look oh yeah it looked beautiful and so um he says that what's in her body is not ice it's some kind of a substance and um, they go into this whole thing about radiation, and I I didn't catch a whole lot they, of it. Yeah, they talk very sciencey. Very, sci- but Peggy immediately understands what that means. She said, "Oh, she's been near a particle accelerator." Where's Val when you need her? I know. And uh, the the guys are like, "Do what?" And she's like, and so she immediately like she has to even kind of explain it to them, and he's like, um. And I will say, Sousa did know where the particle accelerator used for the Manhattan Project, that it was in Tennessee. Yeah, Sousa seems to be not quite up to Peggy's speed, but he at least understands her when she's talking. Yes. And I will say, I know somebody that used to work there. Oak Ridge, Tennessee. She used to do information security for them. Oh. Yeah. Crazy. She's got some cool stories. But anyway. Nice. Um, So the the scientist tells them uh, that there, oh, there's, there's a particle accelerator in Pasadena. At Isodyne Energy. <gasps> so they go there. <laughs> we couldn't have timed that better. Is there anything else I can help you with today? I hated her so much. Is there anything else I can help you with today? I hated her <laughs> so much. Yeah. Flames. Yeah. On the side of my face. I think that's I think that's what they were going for. Oh my god. Um, and so there this is the receptionist, and um they uh You know she reminded me of? Who? Office space. Oh, yes. Yes. Thank uh, you for calling Intertech. How may I direct your call? Uh-huh. Hold, oh, please. please. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they try to get back in the labs, and basically she's like, do you have a search warrant? And, of course, Peggy's like, yeah, I'm going to take care of this myself. Um, and so she pretends to go to the restroom, and she ends up swiping a badge off somebody and getting in the back. Okay, now I want to say... That part of the scene was so awesome. I cheered for like five years. Mm-hmm. The fact that Peggy, the woman, yep, is the one that's sneaking behind enemy lines, and Susa had to flirt with the with the receptionist. Susa is using his womanly wiles. <laughs> Call it what it is. 
call it what it is. Uses his womanly wiles to charm her. Yep. So that Peggy does the the switcheroo, Uh gets the card, and sneaks in. Yep. Roll reversal. It was beautiful and And perfect. And all she had to do was look at Susan. He knew. He knew exactly what she wanted. Yeah. It was so great. it. It was awesome. Um, and so Peggy goes into the labs and she bumps into this scientist. What was it? He said, do you want to be... Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck. Which, you know, I Thund- thought that was great because Thunderstruck is one of the ACDC songs that was in uh, Iron Man 2. All I can think of was yeah. Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck. <laughs> yeah. And um, so she's like, okay. <laughs> sure. And so he takes her to his How lab. How do you say no to that, though? I know, he was like a puppy. He was like a science puppy. And he was, he just, was just all, like, <gasps> how would you like to be thunderstruck? She's you like, just can't say no to that. Okay. I would have said okay. Yeah. And so he's so excited. And he shows her, he runs this complicated thing through all these pipettes and shit. And he gives her this liquid. <laughs> I want a lab. To, um, to taste. And she's like. Okay, I, I'm usually a whiskey girl, but this is the best wine I've ever had. And he's like, see? See, I know. And then he like gives a bunch of scientific blah, blah, jargon. Blah, blah, blah. He just... Blah, 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 blah. And okay, can we talk about the elephant in the room? Yes. It's the 40s. It's a black man Specifically scientist. Specifically 1947, and we have a black scientist yes. in the 1940s. A doctor, no less. A full-fledged I, doctor. Yes, and I... We've talked about this before. We have. Diversity in a cast, yes. Do it. We need it. This is the 40s. Yes. You need to explain that shit. I read an, uh, the same article that has spoilery stuff. They talked about this. They feel they addressed it. They said to have a black character and to not address it at all would have been silly, which I agree. I we were looking for agree. it the whole time. I don't feel that they addressed it enough, and maybe it's coming. I don't think, I don't think it was blatant enough. Yeah, I don't I think don't, it was either. I don't feel like there was... I No, I don't. Yeah. I mean... Yes, diversity and cast. I want that. But like we were talking about in season one, you had a black man escorting a white woman down the street mm-hmm. in the 40s. Yeah. And nobody said anything You're gonna about it. You're going to have it show the reality of it. It was really shitty back then. I mean, you guys have to understand, we grew up in the South where civil rights movement was huge even up until when I was, I literally remember... Uh, and I've told you about this. Yeah. I remember the Ku Klux Klan being on the side of the road collecting, collecting money. money. Like, that's insane to me. Like, it was a normal everyday thing. Yeah. I remember this as a, as a child. I mean, that's how recent yeah. it still is. Yeah. I mean, it's still an issue today, of course. Um, but to not... I'm still blown away by it. To not address it more. Yeah. Or, or address it... I don't really feel like they addressed it that much at all. They made allusions to it, but nothing, yeah. Not to my satisfaction, I suppose. Yeah. So, because um, I think it does need to be talked about, because I think the more we understand what happened back then, the well, more we realize, God, we're still not that great and, today. And the more the more we talk about it, mm-hmm. the more we will realize the society is how wrong it is, and the faster we'll get it corrected. Exactly. We have to talk about it. So. And if you don't, it's it's not a matter of out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. It's not going to just go away. It needs to be addressed. It needs to be talked about. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to get up on my soapbox for another minute. Um, the Oscars. Yes. Oh, God. People are protesting the Oscars. Of course they are. I know of at least three celebrities who will not be at the Oscars this year. I can't think of their names offhand. Jada, I think, is one. Spike Jada Lee, is and one, I can't remember Spike the third. Spike Lee, and um, the woman whose name I can't pronounce that was in 12 years 
Oh, oh like, uh, Lupita. She's also stated. Oh, okay. She will not be there. Okay. I love her. I do too. She's sunshine. Viola Davis. Yeah. Just saying. So. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it needs to be addressed. We still need to talk that's, about it. It's, it's, that's why I want it. Yeah. Talked about in the show. Well, and we did it with sexism. Season one was sexism. Sure. I mean, that's why like, not address it was this throughout the entire series, and they blew it away yeah. out of the water. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe the sure. Maybe they're not comfortable with it, but they made mention of it, and they think they addressed it. That's the that's because mm. I was reading that article, and I was like, I don't know, not I don't know. enough. Yeah, not, not enough, enough for my taste. No. But um, okay, I'll get off my so soapbox yeah. now. <laughs> but that's something to keep in mind while we're watching it. Um, but it turns out that um, this guy is Jason Wilkes, and he is a scientist, and now. She she calls him a physicist later. Okay, I I gotta lay I gotta lay. I'm not a scientist, but I do know. Do that you play one on television? I don't. Okay, but I know that they specialize. Yes, that was some complex chemical stuff going on, and he's a physicist now. As 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 hmm, English words, my um, Big Bang Theory. Yes, experience. There are uh, theoretical physicists yes. and practical physicists. Yeah. One. There's particle, there's uh, cosmic, or not cosmic physicists, but you know, like. Right. And they have, they have junk. different specials. I mean, you know, there's yeah. dark matter, there's, yeah. you know, all that Big Bang Theory. Um, so he would be considered a practical physicist. I think that was way too because chemistry act- But the practical physicists are the ones who actually do the experiment. They do That's the- true. Oh, That's true. Let's call it legwork. Yeah. Where the theorists, which are like it's Sheldon. Yeah. Sheldon is more of a theorist. He's the one with the blackboard. Yeah. He draws all the theories and stuff. Where Leonard is the practical physicist. He actually Let's does. Let's shoot a stuff. laser at it. Yes. Um, so I would assume he's one of those. But It seemed more chemistry to me. Okay. But okay. But um, there's chemistry and physics. That's true. So, um, but she, she's like, what are you, some kind of genius? And he's like, no. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy's crazy smart, and he's adorable, and he's so excited about he's science. So he looked really familiar. Do we know who this actor is? Uh, mm, I can look him up real quick. Yeah, you look him up. Um, and basically, uh, she shows him a picture because she she tells him right away who she's with. She's with the SSR. Yeah, because he asks her, "Who are you?" And um, she shows him a picture of the victim, and he knows who she is. She's Jane Scott, and she was a particle physicist. And a physicist, we just cannot physicist, say that word. And um, so she's she's like, "Okay, well, what do you know about her?" And he's like, "I don't like to gossip." And she's like, "It's not gossip with me. You're helping." And uh, it turns out that she had, uh, that Jane Scott had a relationship with the owner of Isodyne, <laughs> uh Calvin Chadwick. And he's, and it's so funny because Wilkes is like. And by relationship, I mean. They, they were sleeping together. And she's like, I got it. Uh, <laughs> so this is when the receptionist barges in and um, Peggy gets, uh, gets foisted out. But um, outside the building, uh, Wilkes gives her his card and his phone number. And he wants her phone number. And uh, she's like, she says no. She's like, that'll be enough. <laughs> and so, uh, so we end there. But he's precious, and I, I just liked how um, excited he was about science. Okay. Um. Uh. His name is. Gotta scroll back up now. Reggie Austin. Okay. Um. And I'm looking at his filmography. And he was in Murder on the First, Pretty Little Liars. 
nothing I really know. Like NCIS Los Angeles, never watched that. Yeah. He was in a couple of episodes of Homeland, which I never watched. He was in one episode of Bones, which that may be where you saw him that one time visually yeah um that was back in 2009 so i might have still been watching it back then he was in the starter wife and uh he was in the omen in 2006 he's been added to the list of precious marvel people he is now because he's adorable so i don't really he's no i don't really know him from anywhere so well now you do i do now they, that's because they grew him. Oh, right. Because he's a Marvel right. actor. So they he was harvested grown, him from the back He was grown for this, for this part. Right, okay. Yeah. That makes much more sense. Yeah. Um, so they go back to the SSR, and Sousa, um, he, uh, he tells them that, you know, uh, Chadwick's office is pretty much giving them the brush off. And the detective is like, uh, well, you know, we have this sketch from, from two years ago, and it doesn't look anything like that guy, and he's got nothing to do with it. And the second the press get wind of, of this, then they're going to crucify us, and yada, da 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 I think he doth protest too he much. He doth protest too much, especially I noticed that going back. I was like, oh, well, that was a big sign. Oh, yeah. Um, so Peggy finds out that um, Chadwick is going to be at this uh, racetrack, she just walks in with this newspaper-looking thing and plump. Santa Anita. And um, and so she's like, well, we can go talk to him there. And the detective blusters. And finally, finally she's just like, um, yeah, that press thing is that makes no sense is a great idea. Um, how about you do that? Do you have contacts? And he's like, yeah, I got contacts. And he's like, um... Yeah, go you, set that up. You go do that, and we'll we'll check the files. And as soon as the guy's out, Seuss is like, "Hey, there's this horse. Uh, place a bet for me. Here's here's some money." I okay. was like, "Yeah." Okay, now wait. Do you remember in season one? Mm-hmm. They're in the SSR office, and Seuss is leaning over his desk, and he's looking at horse races. Yes. Call back. Oh, that was great. I didn't even notice that. Call back. Because she said there was, there was a, they had a little back and forth about yeah. that. And I was like, oh, there it is. And I was like, that's great, Sousa. You got this guy out of the way so Peggy can do her shit. I'm still mad at still you. Still mad at you. Yeah. Yeah. You're still dead to me I right now. I have the now. tweets for that. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, he's dead to you. He's dead to me Ooh. right now. Yeah. He did a bad, bad thing. Ooh, can he be revived? Steve Rogers wouldn't have done that. Hell no, he wouldn't have. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, so this is when Jarvis um, is going to take her back to the Stark, um, the Stark compound, which she sh- compound. she's staying at. Sure, why not? And um, the he, estate. He says that um, that Anna has uh, picked out an outfit for Peggy, or an ensemble of an outfits. An ensemble. And um, <laughs> I love it because he screeches to a halt, and we see one Bernard uh, Stark, the, the okay. flamingo. Okay, I don't have. I have a very credible source for this, but I don't have backup proof for it. Okay. All right. Um, a mm, acquaintance of ours. Okay. That we mutu- mutually know from 221Beacon who wrote okay. a, a certain book. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Amy uh, wrote on Tumblr that according to her, Okay. She said that... She knows lots of stuff. She knows lots of stuff. She's very credible. I believe her. Yes. But I don't have a first source for this. Okay. Uh, She says that there were four flamingos. Have you seen this? No. 
four flamingos were brought in to film this big scenes with with James Darcy and they ranged from very calm to more aggressive <laughs> so that for the scenes they could have what they needed from the different flamingos right well um unfortunately the flamingo that they flew in to be the more aggressive one liked James oh of course and it when did. he was around him he was way too calm Oh, because so James is precious and everybody loves so him. So they had to have trainers oh my off God. screen to make it more aggressive for the scene. Oh, my God. Which I'm sure it was done very humanely. Of but course. But I was like, seriously. I want to say that she said uh, his name was Cannibal <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> um, that doesn't feel right. But I was like, oh, my God. That's because James Darcy is pure, unadulterated sunshine, and everybody loves him. So I have to give her a shout out. If, okay. If, if you enjoy anything to do with Sherlock Holmes, you need to read um, The Woman in Sherlock Holmes by yes. Amy Thomas. Yes. Give that book a go, read. Go read now. We know her. It's a great book. She's an awesome person. She's incredible. And she's a, she is. She's, a, she's written several yes. books, but check her out. Yes. Yay, free shout out. Um, so The Flamingo. So The Flamingo, Bernard. And uh, Jarvis is like, I, I wasn't able to get it into its pen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was great. So, uh, him so much. So they go up to the house, and Anna greets them. And um, she's so precious. I love it because she's. Um, and I think I thought the I, I okay. I say this. I don't know what a Hungarian accent sounds like, but that sounded pretty good. I was thinking they were leaning more towards a. I was listening for more of a Jewish. Well, they don't, yeah, accent. but they don't have an accent. Sure they, they do. From all different countries. True, but, well. Because she was from Hungary. I guess I was listening for the, the inflections and the words. I was looking. You were looking the, more yiddish -y? What was the, the guy from uh, uh, Forever? Oh, Abe. Abe. You know who I'm talking yeah. about. I was looking for that kind of an accent for oh, some reason. Oh, okay. Like New York Jewish. I guess. No, Anna's, Anna's from, from Hungary, so I thought she's her... A, she's proper, I understand. I thought her accent was great. Um, I, th I think I want to say it's like a Swedish or Norwegian actress. Um, it is... Uh, Did you find her? Lottie Verbeek, and I'm sure I'm... She's Dutch. I'm sure I'm just butchering oh, okay. her name. Oh, found her. But she is precious, and it's so funny because she calls him Mr. Jarvis, and he calls her Mrs. Jarvis. I love that. And it, he's about to leave um, for them to do their little wardrobe fitting. And she's like, um, excuse me, Mr. Mr. Jarvis. Jarvis. And uh, they kiss very oh, prominently. Is that what that is? That was a nice that kiss. That was smooching. And I loved it because he's so like, because he's got that whole British. He's offended. He's got that whole cultured British, like, we don't show our feelings thing. But then he's like, um, he calls her like a, a like a maniac or something like that to, to Peggy. It's adorable. But you can tell he's just like, that's my wife. But he's also so he's embarrassed. Flustered. It's great. And it's funny because she's like, uh, you were expecting Jarvis in a girdle? And Peggy was like, yeah, I kind of wasn't. Yeah, kind of. But she comes right back with, I was expecting a, a, a weight, weightlifter, weightlifter in, a, in a wig or yeah, some shit. A strong man oh, in a wig. Yes, that's what it was. Um, I was in love with her immediately. I love that they are not competitive. No. And she immediately, she's like, she wants to help. So she's involved. Because I, I didn't like last season that he's doing all this secret stuff, all this dangerous mm -hmm. stuff, and she has mm -hmm. no idea what it is. She is in it this year. I really feel like the showrunners listened. I feel like they did too. 
to the audience reaction. Us as a as the audience, as women in the yeah. audience said, we need Anna. Yeah. We need to see this relationship because, I mean, because he talked about lying to her in season one. Exactly. Oh, that made me feel so crummy. And we found out what he did to get her out of Europe. Yes. And away from the Nazis. We needed Like, we were invested. And so she's great. We never saw her on screen, but we were invested. Yeah. And so she, um, (laughs) she, uh, she gives her this, uh, this outfit, which is fine. But the best. she's. The best part was she's like, I sewed this for you. And Peggy's like, what is it? And she's like, oh, it's a garter. And Peggy's like, okay, that's weird. And she's like, oh, no, but it's also a holster. And Peggy's like, this is the greatest thing ever. And you see the moment in Peggy's face when she's in love. Yeah. She's like, we're best friends now. Yes. BFFs forever. Yes. It's great. And Anna's just so helpful. And she's just like, I just love it. I love this dynamic. Okay. So let's, we're going to get a little personal here for a minute. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we're watching this and Anna's the redhead. Yes. Right. And Peggy's the brunette and I'm the brunette and you're the redhead. That's true. So I'm looking at them going, look, it's us, mm-hmm. but backwards. Yeah. Because you would be Peggy. Oh, yay. I would be Anna. I would be the one planning. That's true. And coming up with ideas and gadgets and And, and stuff. I don't have a plan. I just hit people. And you would just be kicking ass. Um, cause that's how our life works. So I was like, look, it's us, but backwards <laughs> so anyway but they're great oh i love them so much so what was it? no we called her q yes anna is q she's peggy's q yes <laughs> and i'm so down with that so if anyone writes that fanfic yes oh peggy is james bond yes anna is q Ooh. and okay. jarvis is now money that penny. was a lady boner jarvis is money penny <gasps> Because I love it that, because you know Jarvis is probably like baking a souffle at this point and they're talking about guns. <laughs> and I love it. Like that's, that's so refreshing for me to see. It's, it's beautiful. Oh, I love it. And so they go to the racetrack and, um, and I love it that Peggy is immediately involving Jarvis. She's yeah. not playing the whole, okay, you go wait in the car thing. Like we're past that. Yeah. So I like that. And um, so this, uh, Calvin is there with his wife. Okay. Calvin. Is played by, because he's one of those guys... Who's in stuff. Who's in stuff. Um, yeah. His name is Curie Graham. Okay. And I was I was like, I know him. The reason why he was so familiar to me is I've been watching uh, Grimm. Okay. On uh, Amazon Prime here lately, because Pacific was just... I couldn't handle Pacific. It was way too weird. It was boring. Don't yeah. watch it. Um, so I was watching Grimm, and well, I had just watched the episode that this guy is in oh okay okay i was like oh i know him but when we say he was one of those guys that's in things oh honey let me just if i can ever get to the end of this freaking list oh dear he was in law and order everybody's been law and order oh that's true he was in er okay he was in uh, Suddenly Susan. Okay. The TV show. Oh, God. Back in the he day. He was in 24. Okay. He was in Judging Amy. Wow. He was in Witchblade. This is like all one-offs. He was in... He's that guy that's in that episode of television. He was in Monk. Oh, wow. CSI Miami. The Drew Carey Show. Damn. NYPD Blue. He was actually in 21 episodes of NYPD Blue, so you got to give him that one. Okay. He was in House. Oh, wow. He was in Desperate Housewives. He was... <laughs> Damn, son. 
uh, Boston Legal, Criminal Minds, Ghost Whisperer, Lie to Me, Castle, The Closer, Weeds, uh, The Mentalist, (laughs) Suits, I'm in 2011, Grim, Fringe, um, Total Recall, I guess that was the reboot, Hitchcock, Arrow, The Glades, Grey's Anatomy, Dallas, Saving Hope, House of Lies, Mad Men, Longmere, uh, Con Man, Westworld, Agent Carter. Holy fuck. <laughs> like, he is literally one of those guys that's in everything. That's great. I think he's, I think he's great. I love him. In this. You don't like him and you're not supposed to. I was like, oh my God. Because so, immediately okay. I'm like, you're that guy that's stooping uh, somebody at work and I don't like it. Um, but he's there with his, his wife, Whitney Frost, who's an actress. Didn't you ever see Tales of Suspense? Oh, oh. I had a nerd boner. It was in, it was in the, um, the ad agency, or the talent agency as well. There was this Tales of Suspense <gasps> sign, too. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Because as we all know, Tales of Suspense is back where Marvel yeah. first had the first episode. Iron Man was first introduced. Iron Man, Thor, mm-hmm. Captain America all started in Tales of Suspense. Yep. Mm. yeah nerd boner total nerd boner and so um they're like at the track and i don't know there was some horse stuff like i wasn't paying attention to that did you catch okay so yeah she goes off to talk to him Mm -hmm. i'm totally gonna jump the shark here go for i'm very excited uh because we didn't really touch on this when we were watching it she goes off to talk to jarvis oh you mean she peggy carter goes to talk to to and then Jarvis goes to talk to Winnie uh, Frost. Winnie Frost. Thank you, because I was about to call her Emma Frost. Wrong <laughs> no, franchi- that's a wrong franchise. But you're you're in the right I was, brand. Well, though. that's true. I'm getting closer. You're in Marvel, though. I'm getting warmer. Um, <laughs> what if she's Emma Frost's but he, mom? He introduces himself as head of production. Yes, for uh, Stark Productions. What? I really? He's the butler. But he's head of production. Yeah, but but okay. But he's but, the butler. But look at but, look at Tony and Pepper. Okay. God knows what kind of okay. titles Pepper held before she became CEO. Okay. She was probably like a senior VP of some shit. So you're saying that Jarvis actually runs Stark Industries at this point? Yeah. That's probably true. Ooh. Yeah. Is he his Peggy? Pepper. Jarvis is God is Howard's Pepper. Yes, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. Jarvis is Howard's pepper. Yes. Imagine if you will. <laughs> I don't ship it. No. I don't ship it. No. Okay. I ship Jarvis and his wife too hard. They're precious. I know. Um, so yeah, you're right. Jarvis Jarvis distracts Whitney Frost while Peggy um puts on her American accent. But to the talk movie to... he pitches her yeah. <laughs> is Peggy. Peggy. The British are coming. Oh, I don't like period movies. No, it's a spy and she's tough as nails. <laughs> and, and my favorite thing was, and I didn't realize this until the, the second time I watched it, was, um, oh, does she have a love interest? And he says, we haven't found the right actor yet. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that Peggy's husband has not yet appeared on the show? Mm-hmm. I was getting all like mm, you were getting it. meta because you know I'm like in the hunt for her husband. You were getting meta because it's something that I don't know and I need to know that. I see. Um, and so uh, they they have a you know they have a little chat and Peggy um mentions uh Jane, and as soon as she mentions him, he's like, oh, okay, it's nice talking to you, and then she swaps back to 
to Peggy original flavor. I have a question for you. How did you feel about her American accent? I'm okay with it. I was okay with it last season too. I It's did, a little I don't off. know. I don't know if it was it was, if it was good enough that I I just didn't really notice it at first cuz I kind of didn't. Okay. I noticed it when she was like Helen handbasket. Yeah, I think that my but it just was like, "Oh, but Wait, she's using an American because when British people use American accents, it totally throws me off because being American, we're so tuned to hearing that. Yeah. That we don't think it weird. Yeah. So like when you watch House, Gregory House is whatever. But I didn't know Hugh Laurie you, was British for a long when time. When you hear Hugh Laurie speak, yeah. it's like, whoa. Yeah. I didn't realize um, he was British for a long time. And he actually plays all the instruments that he plays on house. Yeah, he does. The guitar, the, all that. So he is just precious baby. Yeah. He must be protected. So, so I, I guess I just didn't notice her accent. Yeah. I noticed it. Well, I noticed it more when she was at the milk place in season mm, one and she was yes, using it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But um, so she finds out that, uh, you know, she mentions Jane and he does a whole, you know, super guilty, like, uh, and, um, and you're right. I loved it when he was basically like listing Peggy's, you know, life and was, telling her yes. about a movie. Yes. Um, and so this is when, um, Chadwick says, listen, you get a, you get a warrant and it's all proper clearances and everything. Cause I do like government contracts and you, you can't just go poking around in my in my lab but he says you get a warrant and you get the proper clearance then i'll tour i'll take you on a tour myself so it's kind of that i've got nothing to hide but yet you can't see anything <laughs> um and so uh you know he he gets his wife and and they leave and so you're like all right um i didn't think about it until the second watch through that whitney frost and the lake is frozen i don't know how deliberate that was but do with that what you will. And also, she might be Emma Frost's mom. I don't know. She could be. Yeah. We don't know. I don't know. Um, probably not since they're not allowed to like talk about mutants in the Marvel Cinematic Universe yet. So, one of these days, they're going to buy those rights back. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> I hope so. So, uh, Peggy goes back to the SSR, and um, this is when the detective uh, catches up with her and Sousa, and they go down to the morgue, um, because apparently the autopsy is done. But... They find the M.E. frozen solid. Uh-uh. So, yeah, at this point, we're not quite clear if, like, whatever. Because, of course, my ma- my mind went freeze ray because Mr. <laughs> freeze. So, I'm like, was he frozen or what happened? And so, um, the guy, of course, very dramatically, he tumps over and he shatters into a bajillion pieces. I Because know- he's frozen solid. I didn't know how to feel about that. Yeah, I was like. Wow. Are we supposed to be upset or fascinated or what? I was kind of somewhere in between. Okay. So um, this is when we go back to New York and Thompson. Oh God, Thompson is such a fucking drama queen. <laughs> he goes in to talk. You've always hated him. Yes. He goes in to talk to Dottie and he literally has a stick and a carrot. It's the same stick and carrot from season one. Yes. Though, so you got to give him consistency. Which means they regularly have to go to the market to buy a carrot well, for his demonstration purposes. Did you really expect that Thompson's redemption would last no. more than like a episode? No, not really. I mean, people don't really change that much. Yeah. And so he's like, um, 
he's like, uh, yeah, so Carter's onto a new case. And then he gives the whole carrot and speech stick. And But I will say, this is one of several references to Dooley. Thank you. I, I we did really see him appreciated in the that. And he says, my boss and I used to have this thing. I used to be the stick. He was the carrot. Yeah, da, 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 da. And he's like, I'm not afraid of you. And he takes her handcuffs off. And this is when she gets you the table. You cannot imitate the original Peggy. No. Oh, my God. And this is when she gets the table and she pins him to the floor with it. I thought he was dead. I, th- I, I, I was, thought I he was thought at he was least too. going to the hospital. And um, But she, she restrains herself and she's like, um, you need Peggy to come in and um, take care of me and like subdue me or whatever. And I'm like... Um, she's just hot for Peggy. She is. She's hot for Peggy. Like, Dottie is us. Yeah, we we are Dottie, except way more crazy and murderous, <laughs> way more psycho killer. Yeah, psycho killer. I don't like to say. Yeah, I mean, some people may cosplay Peggy, but I don't know that they like walk around and pretend to be her like twenty four seven, like for real, for real, pretend to be her. Yeah. Um, I kind of like that we still have Dottie hanging in the wings. Yeah, I don't know how much of a overall story arc. She's going to play. To me, I'm it's going to depend who she's working for. I'm kind of hoping that Dottie will kind of become the... I mean, okay, so every TV show has... A recurring big bad. An antagonist and protagonist. Yeah. And they have the ultimate um, arch enemy mm-hmm. overall story arc. So I'm kind of hoping that that's where they're going with Dottie. That I'm- she will constantly be... like. Say, the Moriarty to Sherlock Holmes. Right, right. I would be totally cool with that. If they give me a plausible reason for her to keep coming back. Right. Then I'm totally down with that. Whereas the Madame Mask in that's supposed to be... Is just the season. Is the season where last season it was um, the Professor dude. Avchenko, yeah. Right. So I wouldn't mind her being the overall... Yeah. uh, I don't know how it's to... You just have to give me a good enough reason because... Well, you always have to have a good enough reason. Yeah. Because if I get bored with her... Yeah. Then I want her gone. It's going to be old. Yeah. Yeah. Don't drag it out too long because... Reasons. Um, so Jarvis... I still have hope. Yeah. So. So Jarvis brings Wilkes uh, to the SSR and Peggy's like, hey, that's our ME that we're sweeping up because he's been shattered into a million pieces. And, um... So he's like, okay, I can, I can, I can try to figure out what happened and run some tests, which is good because they need a science guy that's not an asshole. He's a little shaken up. He is, which I thought was an appropriate response. Yes. Um, and so Sousa talks to Peggy, and um, we see uh, he pulls her aside, and so we see the detective go to um, a water fountain, and this is where I thought they were going to do a race thing. Of course, okay. it, it wasn't okay. the South, but okay. you know. Um, but instead we get freezy stuff. They were a little more progressive in, in California. That's true. Um, not much, but a little. And so the, uh, water freezes just as it's coming out. And this is when, uh, Wilkes walks out and he sees what happens and it's da, da, da. (laughs) Um, and so Sousa, you know, he, he pulled Peggy aside and he's like, listen, um, the autopsy report showed that she died, because of a toxin. And they don't know what it is. But it's not... Stabbing didn't kill her. Stabbing was done right. after the fact. Correct. Um, and so they think that they made it look like she was uh, a victim of the Lady of the Lake killer. Um, when actually, 
she was involved in the frozen shenanigans. So we're going copycat. We're going copycat. Okay. And so... Um, but how did they know about the shoes? Well, only the police knew about that. Mm. Um, and so they go to they go to find the detective and... Um, Which I am reminded of the episode of Gotham mm-hmm. with the penny in the back of the head episode. Yep. The spirit of the goat. Mostly. Oh, Bullock. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, so sorry, this, this is when Jarvis is outside and he's, you know, polishing up the car because Jarvis really likes what he does. Generally. He really does. He likes more excitement now, but he really like, he's good <laughs> at what he does. It's a drug. It's a drug. And so he sees the detective leading Wilkes out, uh, at gunpoint and, um, the guy punches Jarvis, um, rude out cold which is so, totally rude poor Jarvis and so um, he t- he's like yeah I'm gonna fix you to Wilkes and, and he gets him into the car and they drive off <laughs> and you're like that's not good um, so we go back to New York and um, Thompson is questioning Dottie about the tie pin that they found um, and so she's like um, okay this is an exchange what'll you give me and um, she wants deportation but so she, she's going to settle for prison. But this is when the FBI comes in and um, they're like, um, she's under our jurisdiction now. We'll be taking custody of her. And I'm like, hell no. I figured out who he was. Who? He's the father on that 70s show. Yes, he is. Kerwood Smith. He's in lots of stuff. A whole time I'm sitting there going, I know him. Yeah. I know him. Lots of people I, are in this. I do that a lot. Though. Um, so this is FBI agent Vernon Masters. Is he anybody? And I don't know. Okay. Um, and so they take they take Dottie away, and um, Masters is like, let's let's go have a drink to Thompson. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you're inviting him on a date, but whatever. Um, so we go back to L.A., and um, Sousa and Peggy are um, they're going after uh, the detective, and this is <laughs> this is when Peggy takes care of Jarvis because he's all beaten up, and it was just like, oh, I liked it. And so um, they catch up with uh, his car on the side of a bridge. And um, the whole inside of the car is frozen very ominously. I hate it when that happens. I know. That happens all the time, especially in L.A. in a heat wave. Um, (laughs) But the car is empty. Nobody's in it. And um, Peggy finds a clue on the seat. Yeah. Sorry. He's not anybody. Okay. From Canon. So uh, Peggy uh, finds this card. And she realizes that Wilkes left them a breadcrumb. And so she she gives Jarvis a gun, which I don't know if that was the best call. She gives him the gun from her garter that Anna yes. gave her. It's what was it? He said it's an it's a it's an improvement, it's a advancement, it's a progress. Like, progress. It's progress, yeah. To her trusting him or something. Yeah, and so she's like, You wait here for the police and I'm gonna go, you know, basically save the day. He's Holding it like it's a diaper or some shit. It's I know. great. I just love Jarvis. So much. It's so great. And so um, this is when the detective takes Wilkes under. He, they're like under this bridge. And he's like, listen, I didn't kill anybody. But apparently he um, has a side job. And he cleans up stuff for people. For, for, you know, money and stuff. He reminds me when John Wick, the little short dude that comes in the hat. That yeah. comes and cleans up the, the house. Yeah, the cleaner yeah. dude. Um. And that's basically what he is. He's a cleaner. And so he made, um, because he, he worked the Lady of the Lake case, he knew what to do to make it look like the killer was back. 
And he did it. He says because he's like, listen, I wanted to get more resources so we could solve this thing. And I had to like reinvigorate the case or whatever. And I'm like, okay, sounds fake, but whatever. But at the same time, he's kind of pushing his own career. He's got a dual agenda here. Yes. And so um, we hear sirens. And um, despite the fact that everybody's telling them to hold fire, to hold, uh, you know, their fire, somebody opens fire. Presumably the police. You knew. There were shenanigans. When he said, I left my radio in the car, I didn't know. You knew. Yeah. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. And I think it was a little too obvious. Yeah. Um, And this is when Wilkes runs off and um, Peggy uh, intercepts him and she drags him off to the side. Um, And then, of course, she's shouting at the police to stop firing. Um, And this is when uh, Sousa, well, the detective catches up with Sousa. Um, and he's got him in his sights and poor Sousa, man, he keeps getting, you know, held at gunpoint and, um, the detective, uh, pulls the trigger, but the gun is already frozen because he's apparently the source of all the freezy bits. I didn't really understand that. Uh, That, and that's why I think this was a little rushed because they, they didn't explain the sciencey bits as Mm -hmm. much as I think they would have in a normal episode that wasn't like, let me set you up for all this stuff that you need to know. Right. Um, it all, it's almost like this needed to be one of those episodes that was an hour and 15 minutes where they just have a little bit yeah. more time to flesh I mean, it out. We have a two hour season premiere here. Come yeah. on. But they did very much treat this like it was a singular episode. Um, and so this is when Peggy, of course, shows back up and um, she's like, we can help you. And he's like, no, um, <laughs> And it's all very dramatic. And this uh, cop arrives and he shoots and he's like, oh, I didn't have a radio. I'm sorry. And he bursts into pieces just like the ME did. And it's wah, wah. (laughs) So, yeah. You have the best descriptions. Thank you. Uh, So, we go back to New York and this is where this uh, agent is talking to Thompson, this FBI agent. And he's like, listen, um, I still support you. You know, I got you the job at the SSR. So this is kind of like Thompson's patron, I guess, for lack of a better uh, word. Mentor? Yeah. Good old boy network. Sure. Whatever. Sure. Um, and he's like, listen, you, you got to worry about the long game. And he's like, the uh, the SSR is a wartime agency. And it's not wartime yeah, anymore. No war. And he's like, you have to think about, you know, where you want to where you want to end up. And he's like, um, Thompson tells him, he's like, no, I want to I want to keep working for the government. And um, the agent explains to me, he's like, listen, Dottie was stealing from some very important people. And they know that Thompson stopped her. And he's like, you'll get your reward, basically. Mm-hmm. You'll get your pat on the back for that. Um, so we go back to L.A. and the um, the detective's body is getting all cleaned up. And, and Peggy's talking to Wilkes. And she's like, I'm sorry for involving you, which is just like, you know, Peggy must have a stock um, I'm sorry I involved you in my dangerous shenanigans speech. And, um, but he's like, he, he thinks that, um, that the exposure to contaminated blood caused the whole freezy business. That's why the ME got it because he, he was highly mm. concentrated because he was doing the autopsy. Right. Um, and he's going to write everything up and, and, um, including the ramblings of the detective when he held him, you know, hostage and all that good stuff. And, uh, but before he goes, he, he invites her to dinner and dancing. And I thought that was pretty bold of him. A little bit. Um, and she's like, um. Especially as a black man in the 40s. Exactly. And she's like, um, 
you're basically a person of interest in this case, so thanks, yeah. but no thanks. And um, but Jay, uh, but uh, Wilkes is like, well, I'm flattered you find me interesting. I'm like, oh, you cheese ball scientist. Oh, so cheesy. You gotta love You're him. You gotta love him. And so, um, this is where we see the guy who shot the cop, uh, the quote unquote Rick, uh, rookie. He drives um, up to uh, Calvin on the street. And he's like, uh, the job is done. And it's all, it's so noir. <laughs> it's great. And um, the he hands him this big envelope of money, and the guy, and the cop drives off. And this is when, um, his wife shows up. She's been lurking in the shadows again, Noir. And um, they they figure that they've cleaned everything up once uh, Calvin fucked everything up by screwing Jill Scott. Well, you know, what was it? She said, uh, we don't have to get our hands dirty anymore because you got other parts of your body dirty. I was like, whoa, girl. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was like, all right. So she's involved in, in this cover up, which I think is interesting. Um, and she kind of seems to be the brains of the outfit. A little bit. She seems way smarter than him. Um, so this is when Peggy and Susie, they go back to the SSR. And um, they know that this isn't over. Which no. I thought was not, was good. They're not like, well, we're done. And so um, <laughs> she's like, oh, we should have a drink. And Susie's like, I can't right now. And I'm like, oh, this is oh, so awkward. It hurts honey. me. I'm like, you go whatever. You do whatever she wants. She's fabulous all hail and so uh he goes to his car where rose is waiting uh, not rose um his uh fiance slash girlfriend whatever the hell she is um i can't remember her name at this exact moment she's, she's adorable um and so they she ki- is. they kiss and peggy sees it from the window and this is when jarvis mm. shows up and he's like hey peggy and he's like honking at her here i am he's just He's he's a puppy too. So much. Um, all the boys are puppies. And so we go back to our last scene is at Isodyne. Um, Wilkes goes to a secret lab and he watches something that my first thought was the monolith from yeah. Agents of Shield. Yeah. It had that kind of um but it didn't turn into a solid. It was just kind of this mass. It of, was constantly and it was all this black stuff. <laughs> That's and, the technical term for it. And I have spoilery stuff about that at the end. Okay. If you're if you're so inclined to yeah. listen to it. So yeah. So that was our that was our first half of the premiere. Woo! It was so exciting. It was so much. It was so much packed in this one tiny little episode and I I didn't really forget how much I love Peggy and Jarvis together, but oh my gosh. Yeah. I almost wish we wouldn't have had a two-parter because I felt like it was a it was so much to digest in just the one episode. Yes. Um, but it was amazing. I was I was a happy bunny, except not at Sousa. Except Sousa, but dead to me. you got to have something to make you angry. I know that's true. Something it can't all be. That's true. Rainbows and unicorns. I'm very happy Peggy has some respect now. I still that's very I, important to me. I don't like seeing her so heartfelt over a guy though. Yeah, I kind of wish you could have brushed it off. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, that kind of bugged me. So. But you know, anyway, so so I liked it. I did too. It was good fun. So, um, so one thing I wanted to talk about before we get into the second episode is our sponsor. We have a sponsor. We do. 
unofficial natural fandom fragrances. Yeah. yeah that is so hard to say. It really is. Also known as oomph. Um, guys, you've heard us talk about these people. We love their products. Um, what they are is it's it's essential oil suspended in some in in water i I don't know suspended yeah (laughs) they're not perfumes they are fragrances they cover all kinds of different fandoms they cover Mm -hmm. the top three the super who locks they do uh, supernatural doctor who sherlock um but they also have uh some dc Mm -hmm. stuff um they've got the nightmare before christmas i always forget about the nightmare before christmas yeah they have star wars that they just Mm -hmm. released they do. I think they still have a couple of White Walkers left. Oh, really? I think I saw that. The that other was day good, their, y'all. Go get that. Check out their Instagram. It's UNF Fragrances on Instagram. That's where most of their posts come up, announcements of what they have mm-hmm. and, and, and new releases. They've uh, recently released pre-orders for their hair, uh, expansion to their Harry Potter line, mm-hmm. which be would be Snape in honor of Alan Rickman yeah. and Luna and Hagrid. <laughs> Mm. I need some. That was the dragon noise in case you. Is that what that was? That was the dragon noise. And uh, and guys, we really want to tell you that they are finally doing a Marvel line. Yay! But we can't tell you what they are yet. You have to listen to our Captain America podcast. Yes. Well, it's. If you're listening to this tonight, which is the night we're about to release it, which is Thursday night, I mean, first of all, good on you for being a a good fan. Um, But we're releasing. the Captain America cast on January twenty second, um, in the on afternoon. Friday. Yes. So, um, so all the details of that—it's it's an exclusive news exclusive. break. It's so, super fancy, y'all. So you have to listen to that to hear what they are. Yeah, but there are Marvel fragrances. Yay! I'm on, so excited. And they're gonna do I the pre-order them. soon. I want. They are um, or now or something. Soon they will be doing pre-orders within the next week. Okay. Awesome. Um, but you can also, if you don't want to commit to a to a scent, you can get a, a sample for like seventy cents. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And the best part is, if you use our um, our code Random Tea Podcast, no, no S, S uh, you get ten percent off five dollars or more. And I'm telling you, these things start at like four dollars. Yeah. And they're a good two ounces. Yeah. And they're great. I I love Moriarty. I use it on my pillows at night. It's good for anxiety. Um, I use those on my pillows to help me, you know, to go to sleep at night. Yeah. And uh, the, the, what was it? It's Sam. Uh, yeah. Sam Winchester that's happy and promotes happiness. Um, I think Charlie does something with sleep dreams or something. I don't remember. Um, and so I've been, I've been putting Charlie oh, on my pillow. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, I've been, uh, sometimes I use, because they have their Disney princess line, so many princesses. Yes. So many. But ton. Uh, I have Sleeping Beauty mm-hmm. in the morning when I get up. It's wakey, like, wakey. Wake me up. Yeah. Get up in the morning and then, you know, get ready for work while I have it. Yeah. It's great stuff, guys. You really need to check it out. I love them. Yes. Um, and we, if you get some, we want to know what you think about it. Absolutely, we do. Or anything, any feedback on any of our podcasts, including Agent Carter. Yeah. Uh, We're doing can, that one right now, right? Yes. Oh, right. The second. Okay. Um, but you can email us at randomteapodcasts at gmail.com. Or you can get us on Twitter at randomteacasts. Or you can get us on Tumblr at randomteapodcasts.tumblr.com. You did it. I'm Yay! so proud of you. Uh, you can check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Pocket Cast. And if you like what you're listening to, you can you know leave us a comment. Or a review. Or a review. Or a, or a star. Or a heart. Whatever. Or a hug. Or a high five. Or whatever that particular site does. 
It would help other people uh, find us. It would be great because it ups our ratings. Plus, you'll guarantee squee from us. Every single time. Yep. So much squee. Without fail. Um, And check out our other podcasts like we were talking about. We don't just do Agent Carter. We also record for um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. We are currently working, still working on the MCU. Captain America's out tomorrow. Yep. Uh, we're also, we do podcasts for Gotham and Sleepy Hollow, and we have a random movie feed, mm-hmm. just random stuff that whatever we feel like talking about that week. Recommendations are welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Check us out. Let us know what you think. We love you. Um, and you can check all our stuff out on our website, randomtpodcast.com. And you can even stream from the website if you're uh, so you inclined. You sure can. Get on your laptop. Get in the bathtub. Take a listen. Not like in in the tub though, because I don't want y'all to die. <laughs> but like with your laptop, like on a other table adjacent to the bath. Bath adjacent. But yes, I, I have listened to podcasts in the tub. I'm not gonna lie. I I have listened to our podcast in the tub. <laughs> I'm not gonna again. Not gonna lie. I'm not a tub person. I tend to listen to them in commute. So yeah. or when I'm out, when I'm, I, I call it working out. It's yeah, just kind of walking. Yeah. So good times. So yeah. So you ready to talk about uh, episode two? Let's get into episode two. Do we? You said we had a different writer. We do. Um, it was written by Eric Pearson and uh, Lindsay Allen, and Eric Pearson wrote on the uh, episodes "Bridge and Tunnel" and "Time and Tide" from season one. Great. Um, he's the guy that wrote a crap ton on the uh, one shots. He did the Agent Carter oh. one shot screenplay. Sure. He did um, item forty seven? A funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer and the consultant. Funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. Which, by the way, I meant to tell you when we did our po- when we did our Thor podcast because I watched a funny thing happen on the way to Thor's hammer. Um, before we we casted that, um, the gas station that Phil stops at mm-hmm. it's a Roxon station. Oh snap! Yeah, so just you know, it's not the word I wanted to use, but snap. But yeah, that's that's apropos for tonight's episode. Um, and then Lindsay Allen, she wrote um, episode six. Uh, of last season ascend to air um she's written on arrow and eli stone but that's about it she doesn't have very many writing credits her name's familiar she she was like a production assistant on like flash forward and some other stuff so she's one of those that she's worked her way up through the through the production hierarchy so i'm 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 behind that good on her so yeah um but yeah we have the same director lawrence uh trilling for this episode a view in the dark i think that's important when you're doing a two-part season premiere i don't know how they plan that because i know that they delayed the release of the season with the state of the union address so i don't know if they originally planned to have one episode here and one episode there but when the union address they decided to stick them together i don't know but to have the same director when you're doing a two-hour season premiere i think it's a good idea to have the same director so it feels the same all the way yeah. through yeah it would be tough to catch two directors that could direct with enough style together yeah just saying so um so i thought this was a, a good solid second episode it really did feel like a continuation of the first one it did um because we're st- we've still got this mysterious frozen case to deal with um but where we start is basically my favorite thing ever and it is um jarvis Physical fitnessing. Oh, my God. We saw the pre-production photos of this. And I was like, I don't even want an explanation for that outfit. I did not need to know. He's in like an old school wrestler onesie. Oh, my God. I don't know how old school that is, but. Just, but yeah. (laughs) And I love it because he's like. It's beautiful. He explains that he's like, I need a a room to move. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 
what I like about this is typically you see the women in the the skimpy outfits and the bikinis and the the tight fitting clothes. Nope, that's our Jarvis. No, we have Jarvis. We have bless Jarvis. James Darcy so much. Oh my God, he's amazing. For everything he puts up with for this show, and it's not just for the show. He does so much for Haley. Bless him. She's like, hey, you want to dress up like a woman, and we're gonna do this uh, this dub smash, and he's like, all right, all let's right. Do it. Um, but yes, yeah, so he's uh, he's he's pumping iron, man. And, uh, is that what it's called? <laughs> he tells her that ever since they ran around New York, he's been um, he's been trying to, to to do a physical regimen of exercise. Oh, good, good, yes, good, and um, good, yes. So this is he he mentions the six months. He mentions the six months. Okay, here. this okay. is we had a beef with this. I do. So, All right. So I'm just laying this out. Preach he mentions it. he mentions the six months. So, um, Peggy's like, yeah, that's great, and he's like, no, really. Um, come at me. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. And he gets in a stance and he starts poking her. And I'm like, oh. And she's like, okay. And so she she gets him down on his back, like immediately. And um, so uh, she's like, oh, my. And this I thought was interesting. She's like, my brother showed me that. So we know Peggy has a brother. All right. So that was a nice little tidbit. Good job. Um, and so she she goes to help him up, and he pulls her down. And this is when, uh, and we talked about it a little while ago. This is when Anna comes in, and she's just like, <laughs> "Oh, he got you with his like uh, his patented tortoise of fury, tortoise or of fury." Something. And oh Peggy's like, "Is that what he calls it?" And so they get up, and um, so much BFF. This is when Jarvis says, and I'm raising my hand. Jarvis says that Anna has been his sparring partner for the past 12 months. Already this dicks with the timeline. Mm. In like one scene. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so this is when Peggy's like, um, can you change into something less athletic and take me to the office? I love the way she puts it. Athletic. Yeah. Less athletic? <laughs> and Anna's just so proud of him. Anna's like she really is. Anna's like he's never more dangerous than when he's on the flat of his back. And I'm just like, this is the greatest oh thing ever. Oh my god, yes. So um, so we go to Susa and Rose, and they're they're walking to the SSR, and um, Rose is so fucking nosy. I love her. She's like, um, when are you gonna when are you gonna tell Peggy? And she's like, the longer you wait, the more awkward it's gonna get. She doesn't say what she's talking yeah, about, but, but you we know. know. And so um, she's like, you know, when they meet each other, it's going to be all the more. And they walk in and, oh, there are Peggy and Violet talking to each other. Um, and this is what I read in the interview, that they didn't want to make it antagonistic, that it they, they don't like pitting women against each other. No. Um, constantly, because that's all we get. Yes. Um, especially in genres like this. So this was really nice to see. And Violet's a cool, a cool woman. We like her. Um, she's like, oh, it turns out that her, my grandfather is from Peggy's hometown. We're practically family. She made fucking cookies. Which we see Rose snacking on in the background. She picks up that plate and she looks at it and she picks up. What was it? It was a big old chunk of crumb because I uh -huh. was watching. I was like, is she going to eat one? Yeah. Is she going to? Yeah. Yes. And she's like, Peggy's already had three. Um, and so she. Unabashedly, Peggy is eating. Yes. And it's not and, a weird, shamey thing. And I mentioned this to my daughter who was watching it with me. 
how one of the one of the many 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 reasons that I love Haley Atwell as Peggy Carter is she is not this skinny little petite yeah nothing of a woman she yeah. is a full-figured woman and she is so freaking hot yeah and I love seeing her on screen I do too and they don't downplay it no they don't She's amazing. I love her. So I love her. Much. Um, and but we see Rose in the back. And she had yeah. three of the because women they always women are always dieting or trying to yeah. watch the girlish figure. But no, Peggy had three of them motherfucking cookies. And you know what I thought was great in the first episode? Rose surfs. Rose surfs. Like how cool is that? I I just love that. I adore it. So um so Violet ends up inviting Peggy on the date that her and Susa have planned that night, which is not, it's not awkward at all. No. Why they would have, it be awkward? They have reservations for two. And she's like, we'll pull up a chair. Cause Seuss is like, a, he's like, this is <laughs> horrible. Um, and so, um, this is when Violet leaves and she's a nurse and she's got her little hat and everything. Um, and so she leaves and, uh, Peggy is all business with Susan. She's like, um, we're uh, getting Jane's, uh, the victim's body back from the morgue um, so we can have our people analyze it. And then she, you know, walks off. And uh, we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and so um, we go to the morgue and these these agents are in, you know, they're in these big suits because they now know that that body is a contaminant. Sure. And so they've got they've got the corpse in this in this like tank. Um, but this is when, before they can get it into the van, this guy comes out and he shoots them. He's got a silencer and everything. It was pretty fancy. So we're like, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> um, so this is when we see Calvin Chadwick um, go into uh, this swanky swank restaurant. And the, um, the concierge surprises him and tells him that the uh, gentlemen are in the meeting room. And he, he did not expect that. Um, okay, if we can back up just a second. Okay. He's the guy shooting the people in the hazmat suits. Yes. The second one he shoots, it looks like it shoots him in the chest, in the shouldery, tre- chesty, chesty mm-hmm. uh, area. And I'm like, how did that shot kill? Did magic? Freedom? Free- freedom. Freedom. Because freedom. Because freedom. I just was, I just did not buy that. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I had to point. You that wanted out. them to be I was headshots. Very, it was very important to me, or something. Yeah, something that would or at explain least it. A lung shot or a heart shot, not yeah. a shoulder shot, because yeah. they're dead. D E D dead. Fatal shoulder wound. <laughs> it's only a flesh wound. <laughs> so uh, we get another secret door business, which I love. Secret doors. Secret I was like, doors. yeah. Um, and so uh, Chadwick goes into the secret room, and there's all these old white dudes there. And apparently this is some kind of a Senate kind of like Senate. Uh, This is some kind of a, yeah, or the Oscars seriously. Um, And so it's all these council members and we see uh, the guy from rocks on oil that we saw in season one. Yay. Hugh Jones. So I thought that was cool. Um, And so he sits down and he's like, I didn't know we had a meeting on the books. And he's very surprised that they are meeting. And um, they've decided that it's time to shut down Isodyne. And um, they're going to liquidate it and all this other stuff. And so Calvin's like, um, I'm a member of the council too. And y'all didn't consult me. And they're like, yeah, you basically have done jack shit with, with what, w- with what we've been doing and the government's involved. So we're cutting ties. 
and he's like, no, it's 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 promising, and and we've got the the greatest discovery, and blah 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 blah, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you go run for your little Senate seat. We gave you a lot of money. We gave you a lot of money, so you better fucking win, and you're gonna close your company down. And he's like, okay, okay. <laughs> okay how did what did you think about the whole extinction of the candle thing? Was, I don't know what the fuck that was. Was it? I was fucking drama was, queens. Oh, I know, right? Secret societies, man. Yeah. Secret fucking societies. Yeah. I'm wondering if, like, the whole extinguishing of the candle was supposed to represent the extinguishing of the company or some bullshit. Or the agreement. Yeah. With the decision. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure what the symbolism was supposed to represent, but it was this all is very... Like, this is a council from canon. It was this all is a very, council of whatever from... Right. It was um it was all very Templar Yeah crap. Except not as cool. Mason Yeah. High order elk lodge. But we do find out that, that one of the members uh caused the crash of twenty nine. So these are some super influential assholes. rich white dudes. Assholes. It's assholes. This, this is we call we're we have called that this is the beginning of Hydra. Yes. So I have some spoilery information about this okay. business at the end. Okay. Um. So yeah. So and we, we've decided Peggy's going to kick all their asses. Peggy's going to kick all their asses. Okay. And I'm going to love it. Okay. Um. So we go back to uh, Susa and Peggy, and they are um. They go to the abandoned truck, and um. This is when the they find out the body's gone. Jane's body is gone. Uh-oh. And Seuss is like, it was a professional hit, which you know it was. <laughs> And well, um, well, of course it was. So it turns out that they do get their search warrant for Isodyne. And so they, they run over to the company. The, dun, dun, dun. the problem is there's a radiation leak. Oh. And um, it's just a containment leak. And so, of course, they can't get into the labs. And um, this is when uh, Wilkes walks by. And uh, Peggy starts to talk to him. And he's like, yes, it's a contamination leak. And she's like, are you not going to fucking help me, basically? And he, uh, he's, he, he kind of toes the party line, shakes her hand, but he slips her, um, <gasps> he slips her a piece of paper. Mm. And so when, when her and Sousa go outside, um, cause Sousa's like, man, he didn't help us at all. And he's just kind of, I'm like, um, what did a man touch her and you didn't like it? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're so mad at I'm him. I'm so mad at him. And so, um, which I wasn't happy with him at the end of last season either when he was, he was so outraged that she might have been involved with Howard Stark like it was some dirty yeah. thing. And so um, this is when Peggy shows him the note and she's like, uh, he's going to help us. But mm. the note says, come alone. <gasps> come alone. Because he wants to date her. Um, which is we basically all what happened. want to date Of her. course we do. Of course we do. And so um, we go, uh, we follow Wilkes inside Isodine and um, he sees a guy come through some kind of secured door and then um, he kind of pulls a, what I would consider a Peggy move and he slips in before it closes. And um, this is when he takes like this film reel and he um, steals it, basically. Um, except for somebody else is watching him and he doesn't realize that. So we're like, danger, danger. Uh, <laughs> danger, Will Robinson. Danger. <laughs> and I did the arm motions and everything, y'all. It was great. <laughs> um, so we go back to the SSR and this is when Sousa, um, the place that, uh, Peggy's supposed to meet Wilkes is the Dunbar and it is a um, a colored hot spot 
Okay. So I'm kind of glad they used the right terminology because colored was the acceptable. Yes. It was the, it was the uh, genteel way. Sure. Because black wasn't in vogue at that point. And, you know, we weren't in the South, so it wasn't worse than that. Um, But so he, he wants to, uh, Susan wants to go with Peggy. Yeah, he does. um, She's like, yeah, no. And. uh, (laughs) Well, the, the message says to. Come, Come alone. alone. Well, when I'm planning an ambush, I always say, bring a friend. Yeah. And so this is this is when things get super awkward because um, Sousa throws his jacket over a chair. And this is when the, um, the engagement ring falls out that he has purchased for not Peggy. Well, I thought it was very sweet of Peggy to be the one to bend over and pick it up for him. Because as we know, Sousa has a false leg. Right. And he has the crutch. So, of course, she would be polite to bend yeah. over and pick it up. Yeah. But it's an engagement ring. But I thought she handled it quite well, considering. Okay, I would like to point out, Sousa has apparently known Violet six months and is about to propose. Yeah, it that's was, way soon. It was the 40s, though. That's way soon. It was the 40s. Well, yeah, you couldn't, like, touch each other unless you were married and shit. Yeah, you didn't, like, date for more than a day. Yeah. I don't you know, had to make you your intentions know. Shit. Yeah, like, I don't know, it's like a foreign country. Um, and so, uh, Peggy's like, I'm so sorry because she realizes that this big date that Violet invited her on was for him to propose. And, um, and she's like, please give Violet my apologies. I won't intrude. And, uh, so she, she goes and she's like, I'm, I'm really happy for you. Bullshit. Bullshit. And I'm like, my poor baby. I'll soothe you. Go call Angie. And so, you know, um, she did. Yeah. And so uh, back at the Stark uh, compound, as I'm referring to it as, <laughs> um, Peggy's uh, trying to figure out what she's going to wear that night. And this is when Anna comes in, her unofficial fashion consultant. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and cute. Yeah, and cute. And so um, they, they talk about Wilkes and um, she's just really kind of jazzed to have somebody outside of the SSR to talk to. And he's really interesting and yada, da da. And, um, Jarvis does offer to drive her and she's like, no, no. Um, but he's like, well, let me show you one of Mr. Stark's cars for you to take. Oh, dear. Um, it's it's a booty call car. I, I have a headcanon that Anna designed it. Oh, my God. She would on, too. Anna, Anna. Anna designed this car. Oh, my God. But I don't know. Stark's all techie. Yeah, he's he's a mechanical engineer. But because there's a champagne button. And then I love it. She's like, is this the radio? And he's, and he does that really high voice. I love Jarvis's high voice. He's like, no. And it's, the seat falls flat back. Oh, we saw that in the trailer in uh, the 75 Years of Marvel thing, Mm -hmm. whatever it was called. And she just, I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. But then watching it in context when he's going through this, 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 and this, and she falls back and there's a seat lead off. Is that a mirror? And I was like, oh, God. Can you imagine re-engineering a vehicle so you could have sexy times in it? Not now. Howard Stark, man. Not now. I am too old for that shit. (laughs) I don't bend that way anymore. So once upon a time. Cars never did it for me, man. Really? No. Well, I'm a car. I'm a car girl, though. But it was always like, this is uncomfortable. Can we not find a bed somewhere? But it. I say I'm a car girl, but it's got to be like an old vintage. Yeah. It's got to be like an old 65 Mustang. It's got to be a 67 uh, Camaro. You know, yeah. it's got to be like old vintage cars for me. Yeah. There were some 
There's some room in the back seat of them cars. Just saying. I'm just like, yeah, no, this is not sexy. My daughter's going to listen to this and go, Mom. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> but but now I'm like, I'm like, I'm no. Can we yeah. just get a hotel? It's right there. I mean, there. like somebody has to have a bed somewhere. Because obviously if you don't have access to a bed, I probably shouldn't be having well, sex I'm with you. I'm telling you, if you're, a, <laughs> if, if you're someone who can't at least afford a decent hotel room, we probably What's, should not be we, having the no, sex. There should be no sexy times. Yeah, there should be none. Because <laughs> you Just, will mooch. No, yeah. Oh, my God, no. So, yeah. Um, Priorities, man. So, I thought that was great. Um, but the car does also have a tracking device, which is terribly convenient. For No, 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 no. It's the... It's the... The, the sock on the door. Is the sock on the door? I thought I was going to say tie. It was the sock, sock on the on door. Sock on the door? Yeah. Oh, or it might have been tied. I don't know. I oh, just remember Howard. being embarrassed. Um, oh, because God. it has to be able, See, he has to be able to find it once he leaves it somewhere for his rendezvous. While, while I have had roommates in my past, I always had a partner with me, mm-hmm. uh, a husband or a boyfriend. Yeah. And um, I had roommates in addition to yeah. as an actual roommate. That sound, oh, God, that sounded awful. Um, so the whole tie on the doorknob thing is foreign to me. Yeah. That's like only in movies. Does that yeah. really happen? I don't know. I never really had roommates you like never that. Heard, okay. I just, okay. I'm just really curious if that's a thing that actually happens. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder. Wanda, 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 who? So, yeah. I love that car. Uh, that car is beautiful. Um, so Peggy pulls up to the Dunbar that night and, uh, Wilkes is there at the bar and, he tries to he he like wants to know about her where she grew up and um and she's and she doesn't want any part of it at first she's like listen people are dead um and he's like yeah um but i i I do classified work and um you know i've been threatened with prison by our company's lawyers so i kind of need to know who you are to know if mm-hmm. i should really trust sure, you sure now if i can point also, out also you're pretty and i'd like to have kind of a date <laughs> and with it's you a date. um, um <laughs> i'd like to point out this is indeed a colored yes. establishment yes. everywhere you look there are 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 people with with dark skin tones it's yeah. very obvious even the bartender mhm the singer but, but nobody is questioning that peggy's there this white woman yeah they're not even getting and weird no, looks Anna never questioned Susa never questioned that she was going to go it was never a question of her yeah. going yeah I was just whether or not she was going to go alone um and I had this discussion with my daughter that no it shouldn't be a it shouldn't be in question it should be normal but it, it would have be been fine. back in the day but it would have been at that time and yeah. the fact that they're not addressing it yeah Kind of feels Makes like they're glossing like it over. You're forgetting the history. Yeah. This is still a problem today. Yeah. Mm. The yeah. show isn't, I mean, I understand the show isn't for, to push a, a political, political agenda. agenda, but. They did it with sexism. You can't ignore history for exactly. what it is. It you can't happened. gloss it over. Was it bad? Yes. Can we ignore that it happened? No. Let's show how shitty it was. Yeah. Because it was shitty. I'm sorry. So. so. I feel better. Um, so this is when we go to Whitney Frost, um, who is filming a scene, and it's kind of cheese ball and bad. <laughs> you know who it reminds me of? Who? What's her name in Leverage? Oh God. Um, shit, Sophie. Sophie. When she's trying to be dramatic. Yes. Um, and so you know we get the director calling cut, and he's a 
he's such a douche nozzle because uh, this woman is not old. No, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, how old would you say? I wouldn't say she was more than, not the actress. Yeah. I would say she was more than, I would say she was over 30. Yeah, but not like, I mean, they made it sound like she was just haggard and. Like she was ah. in her, like she was like 50. Yeah. You know. And, and they were really like trying to push it to, to make her look younger. I thought you knew how to light older women. And I'm looking at her going, I don't see a single freaking wrinkle. The actress is 37. Oh, that's not bad. Mm-mm. That's she not, looks damn good. That's not considered older. No. Um, and so, uh, which I will say, it was kind of nice to see. They called this shit out because 40s Hollywood was brutal. Brutal. They were, actress, and actresses and actors were commodities. Marilyn Monroe did not commit suicide just because. No. And the way they used to churn movies out, like it wasn't just, oh, I think I'll take a year off and then... I'll maybe work on this take one a, movie. I'm going to take a sabbatical. It was like your ass did like six to eight movies a year. Yeah. Because you were on contract and that's what you did. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of like that they were true about that. Um, so he, uh, the director dismisses her and he walks away. Um, and so we go back to Peggy and um, she's telling what sounds like an amazing story. I want the first half of that story so bad. Um, and it's all about this school um, and how she was, she ended up being this hero at work or at, um, at her boarding school. Um, and so apparently Wilkes has heard enough. She, she ends it with, so there I was standing with a handful of knickers Mm -hmm. and a bottle of some liquor. Yeah. And I'm like, I need the beginning of the story so badly. Yeah. In the headmaster's bedroom, no less. <laughs> Sounds like Hogwarts, but, but whatever. Appara- but apparently Wilkes can trust her now. Um, and this is when we get the singer. Um, and Wilkes invites her to dance. And um, she she's all business because she's like, so did Calvin kill Jane? Is that, did Chadwick kill kill her? And um, he's like, uh, he's like, no, he didn't do it like on purpose. But he's pretty sure that, like, he's covering up for their research. Mm. So there's research shenanigans going on. And he's, like, um, he tells her that there's there's bigger stuff than even she or Chadwick knows. Um, and he says that, you know, he's going to he's gonna show her rather than tell her. Which dun, I'm just dun, like, dun. okay. Um, he, he, wants to, he wants to show her. Yeah, yeah, he wants to show her all mm-hmm. kind of stuff. We all we do. We all do. <laughs> um, and so they leave, and they're being watched by the only other white person in the establishment that I've seen. That nobody's paying attention to. The guy that killed the SSR people. So the hitman. The hitman, yep. yeah. Um, and so this is when we go back to Whitney Frost, and she goes back to her dressing room. And uh, this is when um, Calvin is there. And he's like, he tells her about the council. So she knows all about the council. She knows. And he says that they're scrapping the zero matter program. What's the zero matter program? I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, and so, spoiler, I got spoiler stuff at the end. Okay. Uh, again, with the spoiler stuff. Oh, yay. And so um, she is basically, she throws the affair back up in his face, which, yeah, I would too. Um, and she's like, you idiot, you didn't stand up to them. And he's like, oh, well, you know, uh and um, he's like, he's like, they're they're cleaning out the lab that night, and he's like, listen, I'm gonna get elected senator, and it's gonna be fine. It'll be and fine. She, and she's like, uh, I, okay. And she, she's, I'm sorry, baby. Like the whole Senate. 
Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry, baby. And um, she's like, you'll make a wonderful senator. And I'm just like, you're a bad actress. Um, Isn't she? Yeah. So this is, and he's eating it up with a damn spoon. He's a. You can tell he's one of those guys. I don't want to use the word I almost said. What? Because he's not good enough to even be called a pussy. No, he's not. That's not an insult. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, so this is when um, Wilkes takes Peggy to the Griffith Observatory, which I thought was not nice. Not to be confused with the Griffin. Yeah. And no, it's the Griffith. Okay. You just call it the Griffin a lot. I know. I'm funny that way. It's okay. Um, and so, uh, which I, I well, that's kinda, where she lived in New York, though. Man. I kind of would have loved her to be like, "Oh, we're going above the first floor," um, <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Um, and so he he kind of tells her about himself and how you know after the war, um, Isodon was the only company that would give him a job as a scientist. So he makes the allusions to the fact that he's different in that industry. But I I'm with you. I kind of wanted more, mm-hmm. but um, it wasn't enough. But he tells her that, you know, he worked he worked at a family how farm. How did he get through school? Yeah. He worked at a... How did he get into school? Uh, he worked at a family farm, and then he got a second job at the at the um, observatory, and that, you know, he loves science, and yada, da, da, da. And, He's um, a science bro. He is. He is, man. And so, um, this is when he brings out the uh, film reel that he stole. And he explains to her that they are researching atomic energy at Isodyne. And apparently this one explosion conducted, um, it turned out the byproduct of it was that weird black amorphous thing that we saw in the previous episode. I don't know how I feel about that. I did not like the newsreel because I was like, what is that? It, I'll tell you what it looked like. And you don't even watch Doctor Who. It looked like the, the crack in time and space from from series five. I'm, I'm familiar with the crack. It's hard to not know the crack. That's what it looked like to me. I was like, what the fuck is that? Um, so I don't think that was really executed super well. Um, and so... Um, it, it kind of reminded me of a black hole, the way they described it. It pulled everything into itself. It acts like one. It doesn't look like one, but yeah. it acts like one. And everything that went in was never seen from Which again. Which I thought it was always weird that black holes were always that perfect circle. Yeah. Whatever. Um, you also referred to it as like a dark force. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they call it zero matter. And so... Um, that they named it, and this is what this is what Chadwick was so adamant to um, the council that was so promising, so pro- they were going to save the world or whatever, rule the world or whatever the fuck you wanted to do with it. And so um, Wilkes is like, it's it's probably the most dangerous thing he's ever seen. And so this is when we go back to the hitman, and um, <laughs> it's a bag of holding. Yeah, it's a bag of holding. That's exactly what it is. It's a bag of you holding. You just don't necessarily get it back out. Yeah. Um, it's just retrieving. Um, and so this is when the hitman, um, uh, and his goons, they have flattened Peggy's tires. Oh, man. I know. And so they run into the observatory and you're like, da, da, da. Um, so Wilkes is talking about zero matter and he talks about it drawing energy unto itself. Um, and so we're kind of going away from what I originally thought, which was the monolith black goo thing that transports people to another right, world right. from agents of shield um although still the same kind of thing you don't know that they didn't come out 
another end of That's the universe. That's true. We don't know where all this the stuff has the matter has to go somewhere. Yeah, matter doesn't just not exist anymore. Right. Black holes suck that crap through to somewhere. Yeah. So where did it go? We don't know. And so uh, what he told her in the first episode is that he was in containment. And what he was in containment of was the zero matter. He built the um, the magnetic containment to uh, keep it in place. And make wine. Yeah. And, and also he makes wine, um, which is great. And so um, Wilkes does bring up that it might be extraterrestrial, which I was like, my little Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. bells were jangling. <laughs> um, and so uh, Peggy's like, let's steal it. Because, of course, Peggy's going to steal it. <laughs> Again, it's like an episode of Leverage. We'll go get it. Um, <laughs> it's, this is Leverage. We're going to steal a zero matter. 1940s. Um, and so um, this is when the hit people um, kind of oh, rain on their parade. Hit people. How hit politically people. correct. I know. Yeah. Well, there's multiple. Um, and so they they open fire, and um, Peggy's got to get the, the scientist puppy who's not trained for this out. Mm. And um, they get to the car, and this is when... Um, she sees that the tires are slashed, but she also um, turns on the uh, tracking device in in Stark's car, and so because um, gee, you didn't know that wasn't going to come in later. Of course right? not. No. Of course not. That was such a surprise. So we go to the Stark place, and oh, Anna <laughs> is enjoying herself <gasps> thoroughly. Can we just watch like? Like a reality show of Anna and Jarvis and the Flamingo. Oh, my God. It, I think That's she had a drink. Didn't she have a drink? She did. She had like a glass of wine or she a cocktail was, or something. She was watching Jarvis chase Bernard around the yard. Oh and this God. is when she, she she hears the tracking signal. And she's like, you Mr. need to come. Mr. Jarvis. Mr. Jarvis. You need to come in now. Um, <laughs> and so. Um, like calling a child in from play. Yeah. It was beautiful. Come on, honey. Um, and so this is where Peggy gives Wilkes a gun. And she's like, cover her, because we did find out that he served in the war. We don't know in which theater. You know where I'm going with this. I know where you're going with this. He's on the potential Peggy husband list yes, now. Yes, he is. But so is Sousa still so on is the Su- list. Sousa is still on the list. And we, we still have two men of color here. We do. We do indeed. I'm, so I'm still happy. So uh, so we, we need to know what theater um, Wilkes served in. That's important to me. Um, so Peggy's going to hotwire a car, and my first thought was... Please let this parallel Winter Soldier where Natasha asks Steve, where did you learn how to hotwire a car? And he goes, Nazi Germany. I would love for Wilkes to ask that. And Peggy goes, Nazi Germany. That would have been great. Mm, That would have been beautiful. But, you know. Um, So she gets the car running and, um, you know, they they escape. Um, Escape? They escape. And um, he's like... uh, you know, they, they, they managed to hit the something rather vital in the engine. And so the car's not doing well. Um, and so he's like, pull over, pull over. And sh- they pull over and they turn off all the lights and they scoot down. And man, that was so like a cartoon trick. Cause the, kill- it? Cause the killers just go straight I was, past I, them. I, I was waiting for the roadrunner to run. By yeah. I was by. like, are you going to paint mm-hmm. an Acme tunnel and drive yes. into it? Um, but this is when uh, Peggy notices the tie pin, she finds it in the car that they took from the killers with that, that same A on it. That's that, not random or nothing. That, no. I, they, so this is connected yeah. to what Dottie was, was trying to steal. I'm not okay with it. Um, so, you know, that's it interesting. It just seems, I mean, we're talking totally, cro- okay, it's just, it's, a, it's a, like a pin you put on your blouse yeah. or something. It's either like, like a lapel pin or a tie like, pin yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it's an old school lapel pin. Um, 
Like, I remember my grandmother having pins like that. So you're talking New York to L.A., and you're talking the 40s. I mean, this, the coincidence of this pin being in both locations. It's not the same one. No, it's not the same one. But, but yeah. To have two identical. Of the exact yeah. same kind. So, of yeah. course, you're talking the same group. But to be in New York and in L.A., that's such a, that distance was so much larger in the 40s it really than was. it is now. I mean, you couldn't, there was no 50,000 different flights from New York to L.A. every freaking day. Yeah. It was, you know, every so often. But to have that, it's just such a stretch of the, it was hard for me to suspend the belief for it. Yeah. But, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. So it is. Um, so they're connected. Um, and they, they, uh, (laughs) um, so they, they decide they're going to, they're going to go walking, um, to try to get away from these guys because they're, as opposed to going for a walk. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Um, so this is when we see Sousa and he is going to go pick up Violet, um, who is talking with Rose at the front of the talent agency. Um, but I will say Rose calls him chief in front of Violet. So I'm pretty sure Violet knows what's going on. Oh yeah, surely. So, um, so they're leaving and this is when Jarvis calls and tells Sousa that he's like, he tells Sousa what's going on, that basically he got a distress signal from Peggy and her car's been abandoned and yada, And good on Jarvis for calling Sousa. Yes, exactly. And good on Sousa for not putting him through the ringer because I feel like Thompson wouldn't have just... No, Thompson would not have just accepted it. Yeah. Sousa knows who Jarvis is. Yes. And so uh, Sousa agrees. He respects the Jarvis. Yes, he does respect the Jarvis as well he should. Um, and so Sousa agrees to meet Jarvis at the observatory and he's like, sorry, baby, no dinner tonight. And I'm she's like, got to know what he does. I she mean, has come to. on. If he's going to propose to her. Yeah. She I mean, has six, to know what's six going months on. or not. Whatever. So this is when um, Peggy and Wilkes, uh, they find a phone booth outside of a 24 um, hour like bakery or something. Um, but they need bakery. I think it's bakery. they need change for it. And she's pissed <laughs> off. Do you have change in this dress? Yeah. Where is your clutch purse, honey? I know. Where is it? I know. Um, and so they have to buy something to get change. And so they end up, he ends up, he's now, like, the okay. not bad. While they're in the bakery, the, the guy behind the counter does ask her pointedly while looking at Wilkes. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. It still wasn't enough. It wasn't. It wasn't. Because it was like the only time. Anybody questioned. I, in my opinion, that was the only time that was, du- it was directly ad- addressed. Yes. Was here. Are you, and he's looking at Wilkes. Are you okay? Yeah. And she's like, uh, yeah. It was not enough for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so um, this is when they go back outside and um, turns out the phone doesn't work. Um, but Because Peggy- <laughs> no pay phones work. No. None. Uh, and so Peggy's like, well, I'm pretty sure the killers are working for Isodyne. Um, And this is when a car pulls up. And- okay. Can we talk about the eclair? She threw the eclair away. He is munching on this eclair. He says this is a really good eclair. She takes it from him, takes, takes a, bite a bite, and, and throws, throws it away. It. I was like, no! Are you insane, woman? No. Eclairs are special. Now, her taking it from him and eating it. I'm cool with that. That was acceptable. Yes. Throwing it away? Not cool. No. Not cool, Peggy. You do not throw away perfectly good pastry. Not cool, Peggy. Mm, no, I need cool. pastry. Yeah. That'd be good. Is there one on my way home? Not one that's open. Damn. Um, maybe Dunkin' Donuts and Pelham. Publix? I don't know. Mm. 
Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was important. It was important. So this is when uh, Peggy is going to employ a distraction. And so... Cause, Look, an elevator. Because they're just a normal couple. And so she uh, does the whole, we're just going to make out thing. And... Um, she kind of slams him up against the side of the phone booth so she can get a good look at the car that just pulled up. And she confirms that it's not the killers. Um, but this is when they have a starry eyed moment because they're super close to each other. And then they kiss. Yeah. Finally, somebody kissed. Yeah. But it kind of felt like Natasha kissing Steve and Winter Soldier. Just it really to, did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is when uh, Sousa and Jarvis... Who are super fun I, partners. I, I still need Steve kissing Bucky in, in, in Civil War. Yeah. That'd be great. People, you know, the whole... But, to yeah. Yeah. You see where I'm Same going. Same deal. I'm not Stucky Trash. What? Yeah, you are. Okay. Um, so this is when Jarvis and Sousa um, come back from the observatory and they're telling Rose that they didn't find anything. And Sousa goes into his office and has a bit of a shit fit. A little he bit. He starts, like, hitting stuff and he is freaking out. And um, <laughs> that's a good reaction. This is where Shipper and Chief Rose is like, <laughs> he has feelings for Peggy. Is she the Sam Winchester of? She is. Okay, she is. And so she's um, Shipper in, in residence. So Susa comes back out, and he's like, um, he starts yelling at all the agents that are that are basically not working this case at all. Now, is this not the middle of the night? It is the middle what of the night. What the fuck are all of these agents doing here? I don't Because the night shift in New York was two, two agents. Two people, yeah. Okay. And it's not like they have cases. No, they don't. They just have the one that they're not all working on. Um, and so he's like, go secure the observatory and check out the Dunbar and la, la, la. And um, he, he asks Rose to put out an APB. And, Look at um, Rose being all involved. important involved. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And... um. You know, he's going to put an APB out on Wilkes and he's, you know, he tells uh, Jarvis, he's like, we're going to Isodyne. And I'm like, OK. Um, so, of course, this is where Peggy and uh, and Wilkes are going um, because Peggy wants to steal that shit because she's yeah, Peggy she Carter. And, um, and that's what you do. And so they hear people in the lab. Um, but Wilkes goes to get the zero matter because obviously he knows how to get it. And Peggy's going to going to distract the workers. Um, and so, uh, Wilkes does have some kind of a portable containment unit. Convenient. Magnets and shit. Like, I don't know how any of that works. Very compact. Yeah. Okay, so they have this zero matter. He's gonna, vacuum it up. They got the zero thing in, like, a cage large enough to keep a cat in. Yeah. Or some shit, or a very small dog. And he, like, basically vacuums (laughs) it into it. it. You know what it reminds me of? Do you remember the old school drive-through banks and that little cylinder. Yeah. The little. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and so this is when Whitney Frost comes in. And uh, Wilkes is like, the fuck? <laughs> and, uh, He's all starry eyed. Yeah. Hard eyes. Um, and so Peggy, of course, because she hasn't gotten her disguise on enough, um, she poses as a lab assistant to get close enough to the workers so she can just beat the shit out of them. Of course, because that's what she Peggy does Carter. best. And so um, Wilkes is talking to Whitney and he's like, oh, it's not safe. Um, and she's like, um, put the specimen in the case. And she's like, um, I'm the only one that knows what it's, cap- what, what it's capable of. So and you she feel pulls like a gun on she him. knows a little bit more than anybody else in the show about what's going on. Based on what I read before the season started, the creator or the, the showrunners um, 
likened her to Hedy Lamar. Who Hedy mm. Lamar was this brilliant starlet, yes, but yes. she's also over here designing like radio jamming frequencies for the war. Ah, oh, yes. So they they said she's very much a Hedy Lamar, like she's a fucking genius, but she's also just happens to be an actress, which is how it should be. Yeah, yeah. Of course, so, she got no credit for any of the shit she did. No. Um. So she pulls a gun on him, and we see Peggy take uh the workers out, and this is when Wilkes is like, "I'm not going to give this to you." And he's like, you're going to kill me anyway. But he's like, I'm pretty sure you won't shoot me because of the container. So um, he ends up knocking the gun out of her hand. And they, they have a little little bit of a tussle. And, of course, mm. the container gets dropped. Of course. And it... <laughs> and the dark matter goes... <laughs> wee, 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 wee. All yeah, the way home? All the way home. All right. Um, and it sucks them both in. And Peggy hears, uh, hears the ruckus. And she runs inside. And she finds this giant hole. And there's no Wilkes. And there's no Whitney. And what you had to say about it was as long as it's not that fucking blue planet. Yes. Yes. For anybody that watches Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., as long as it didn't suck them to the fucking blue planet, I'm Hell fine. Hell no. Um, so, the SSR is securing things later. and As they do. Um, Peggy is outside, and Sousa comes over, and she tells him what happens. And she he, he wants to know if she's okay, and she's like, I'm fine. I just want to point out, Anna will take care of her. Anna will. Anna okay. knows how to take care of that okay. kind of thing. And so she's like, she tells him that Wilkes died in the explosion and she's very shocked. She's shell shocked. She's very much uh, in shock. And Seuss is like, you have to go home now and Jarvis is going to take her home. And so I'm just like, okay, well, I'm, she, glad, she, I'm glad she's accepting support. She pushes against it for a minute, but Seuss but, is like, no, 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 no. Yeah. you're going home. Yeah. And, and he's letting Jarvis take her. Yes. So, I think Seuss's acceptance of the, the Carter-Jarvis relationship... Is great. Is beautiful. Yeah. And so... Um, there's there's no jealousy there. Exactly. Where Seuss, with as far as, like, her and Howard... He was like... Yeah. Yeah. Manly men like, doing manly things. He was, like, hurt that she might be with somebody else, even though... Well, like, she... Well, it's the... She was tainted. Yeah. I didn't like that Bullshit. Um, so this is when we see Sousa go to Violet's, uh, well, he goes to his house and Violet is waiting for him and he's like, I'm so sorry for missing dinner. And she's like, it's fine. Um, and she really does seem okay with it. She really does. She's a beautiful, beautiful person. It's not one of those. It's fine. And then I'm going to stew about it over here. She brought him a bear claw. She brought him and she's well, like, but it's part of a bear claw. So again, we see a woman eating. Yeah. Not. Yeah. It was nice. Any kind of diet, but she's actively enjoying yeah. food. Yeah. And so um, he uh, he's like, call me when you're when you're off work today and we'll make up for lost time. And they get a little kissy kiss and says that she loves him. And he says that he loves her and she drives off in her car. So how does a woman her age in the 40s have a car on a nurse's salary? I don't know. Because nurses, nurses were not nearly respected at that time no. as they are now. No, because they weren't men. No. And even though they did the same job as the freaking doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Um, so this is when we see Susie take out the engagement ring again, and then he puts it back in his pocket. So he isn't, she doesn't know yet. Yes. Mm. He has not actually popped the question yet. Mm. Um, so we go back to the Stark uh, compound, and Anna brings Peggy a whiskey, which I thought was Good great. Good girl. Um, she says something like, I think you needed stiff, something stiffer than tea. Um, and Anna's like, listen, I know 
she's she because because Peggy's like it's crazy I knew him a couple days and I'm upset about this and she's like yeah um Jarvis only knew me for a couple of weeks before he rescued me from the Third Reich so I understand how you feel forged papers yeah shit Yeah. yeah And so she's she tells Peggy that she's sure that Wilkes felt the same way about her. Mm. Um, so this is when we see our final scene. Um, Calvin knocks on Whitney's door and she's there, number one, which was a surprise. Um, and he wants to know what happened. And um, this is when uh, Whitney hasn't let him in and she's she's sitting there looking at uh, looking in the mirror and we see um, this like crack in her forehead. Yes. It remind. Where have we seen that before? Tony Stark. Um, no, that was a vein. What it reminded me of was Dr. Doom in the first Fantastic Four movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. I when was he, thinking when, Tony When his, Stark. like, skin yeah. was flaking okay. off and he was turning metal. Yeah. Um, but I have spoilery he's, stuff for that, he's too. He's so metal. Yeah. I have spoilery you stuff You have for so that much too. spoilery stuff. I'm it was ex- a really good article. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, that's usually my job. I know. I'm excited. Well, I was looking for, I was looking for something on the lapel pin and I found it. Oh. Um. Look at you. So, yeah. Are we, are we ready to do that or do you have Um, any wrap up stuff you want to cover before we do that? Well, we just, when we discussed favorite scene, least favorite scenes, we were covering both episodes. Yeah. Yes. Because my favorite was the physical fitness business. Oh, sure. Sure. Okay. And mine was just Rose in general. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anything else to talk about with the episode in general before we say goodbye to the people who don't want to listen to spoilers? I absolutely do not think Wilkes is dead. I do not either. Especially since we see Whitney at the end of it and she went in just like he did. I concur. So, yeah. I just hope they give us a good explanation as to what happened to them. Yes, I agree. I don't don't think he's dead, but I mean, they did pretty good with all their explanations so far. Yeah. Um, I'm trying anything else with the before spoileries. I don't think so. Okay. Um, so basically, I was trying to figure out what this tie pin was because to me, it looked like the Avengers A and I was like, that doesn't make any fucking <laughs> sense. Um, and so some people are saying online that it was it was Hydra. Um, it means that it's Hydra because they were tying it back to the Distant Star okay. project on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which as, you know, um, spoiler for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., season three um hydra was behind the distant star project with nasa and so um this is uh this is the two the two women that run the show tara butters and uh, melissa fazakis i don't i'm sorry i'm butchering your name um and basically the interview said the hydra lapel pin has been spotted twice so far first when dotty was trying to steal it from the SSR, which she wasn't trying to steal it from the SSR. She was trying to steal it from the safety deposit box. Um, and then second, when Peggy finds um, But the one safety in the car. deposit box was in the possession of the SSR. That's true. Okay. Um, and Butters says, that's not actually Hydra. And uh, Melissa says, it's a pin, but it's not Hydra. Um, and the interviewer says, interesting, it looks like the same symbol from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this season um, coinciding with the, the Hydra NASA program. And Butter says, actually, it's an A. Um, and Melissa says, we will unpack what that means, but it's not Hydra. Uh, Butter says that it's actually from the Marvel Universe. You'll find out that there's this thing called the Secret Empire. In the Marvel comic book universe, it's the Council of Nine, sometimes known as the Council of Twelve. It's basically a group of rich white guys who control everything. But it's not Hydra. It's a precursor to Hydra, though. So we have confirmation that it's not Hydra. Um, 
which I thought was interesting. Um, this council. I'm not business, looking it up right now. What are you talking? about? I know about? that's that, that's why I was like, I'm gonna show this to Shania. <laughs> Um, mm, yes, good. And they said, the thing they said about, um, about Whitney's face is they said it very, they wanted it to look like cracked porcelain. There's Chadwick right there. There you go. Cheer Chadwick. Current members. Oh, yes, good. I'm sorry. So you've got some research to do before the next episode. Yes, good. She's smiling. Um, so yeah, I thought that was very interesting. And, um. This is the same article, and I'll go ahead and put it in the show notes. Um, this is the same article where they talk about not wanting to pit the woman against, the women against each other. They talk about the race issue, um, but they said they very much wanted um, it to look like broken porcelain when Whitney's mm. got cracks. And they said um, they confirmed that the zero energy is uh, dark force or dark matter. Oh, okay. Um, from from the Doctor Strange universe. Now, we knew it was going to tie into Doctor mm-hmm. Strange, so... It's Dark Force. Um, and so, uh, basically what they said is they wanted to tie more into the greater Marvel MCU. Um, and so, she said it's really cool because um, Dark Force, in the comics, it, um, it does have that kind of amorphous shape. It's a gas, it's a liquid, it's a solid, it's all this stuff. But she said it, it... It's sand, isn't it? It gives powers. It makes villains. She said Dark Force in the comics has done all this stuff. And so she saw... They saw a lot of potential with using it. Um, so I think... And and they said... They confirmed that... Um, uh, the interviewer said... Seeing how uh, both Jason and Whitney were affected by the Zero Matter... Is that going to change them both physically... And um, psychologically moving forward. And uh, Butters said, yes, it's going to be both. It's impossible to Mm. go through the physical alteration and not have that affect you mentally. Um, It definitely does take its toll. Um, And so they're saying, you know, so Wilkes, um, obviously he's credited for 10 episodes. So he's going to be back. Um, He's going to have some stuff going on. I I don't want to say necessarily that it's quote unquote powers, but he's he's been changed by the dark force just like Whitney has. So I think I think that'll be interesting to see how that affects what's going on with Peggy. Hmm. So, yeah. Interesting, Mr. Jason Wilkes that was in Marvel Universe Earth 616. <gasps> That's the Earth we're on, right? Uh, That's the main no, one, right? No, no. I thought 616 was the main one. No, the um Marvel Cinematic Universe is considered Earth 199999. Oh, okay. Yeah, but 616 is the main comic one. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, gotcha. the television is the 9999 Earth. 616 is the current um, iteration of Marvel. Hmm. So, save, yeah. Save bookmark. Okay, so tell me about them addressing the people of color. Um, They really thought they did it. They didn't. Um, Not enough. Because basically what, basically what they said about that is they said, listen... We have we have an African American cast member. We're set in this time period. We can't ignore it. And I think they were way too subtle with it. Like they made allusions to it. They like, made sexism so in your face. Exactly. Like when he was saying he was talking about his college and he was like, Well, you know, being different or being the odd man out or something like that. And I'm like, that's not overt enough. 
No. I don't know. And it, it, yeah, I'm with you. I just, I expected, because you're right, the sexism was, and it was in every episode. It was all, it was so yes permeated and it was important that we talk about that yes i think it's important that we talk about the race issue i agree um because 1947 for black people was not a great time no um and i know we're not we're not setting this in the south so it's not going to be quite as brutal as it could be but it wasn't great i mean sure they had the 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 colored people Mm -hmm. uh establishment but it wasn't the fact that Peggy was going to go there alone because it was yeah that type of establishment was not addressed yeah it was just simply that you know when you're planning an ambush you don't you, that's what it was and it and mm-mm. and I think some of it is that they didn't want the characters that we're supposed to like like I'm sure they didn't want Sousa to be worried that she was going to an all black establishment because you know a white woman with black men it's scary um. But that's when you put but, in another character that I don't care about hating and you have it addressed. You had so many other characters in that SSR room, just random people running around that had nothing to do with the case that were just there to fill up the freaking space because yeah. they had no relevancy to the story. This was the only case they had. They were not working on it. One of them, one of these macho bullshit guys could have just come by and said something about it. that. Yeah. We don't like, and they could have been your bad guy. You could hate, you could hate the guy, and it could be your um, Kozinski from season one. Yeah, exactly. And but, uh, and then and then have Peggy be the stand-up woman that she is, and say, "Oh, it's not a big deal. I'm gonna be fine. I'll be, you know." And yeah, just like with the sexism bullshit. But don't. So they think they've addressed it, and I don't know if it's going to be more overt going forward. Obviously, we we don't know. We've got. Um, we've got eight more episodes left. Um, but yeah, they do feel that they've addressed well, it. Again, I am all for diversity in casting. Yep. But um, as much as they have pushed the show to be as 40s as it they could. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Let's talk about how real that was. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's be real about it. Yeah. Um, I'm all about, what was it I saw? Um, was it the Disney disclaimer talking about how we we realize how politically incorrect or have you seen that the disclaimer that sometimes maybe it's warner brothers um i think maybe no it's not disney some of their older movies that they have some of their old cartoons and whatnot about how uh yeah they were horrible how bad they are but they wanted to preserve the history yeah um of it so good on them for not changing i think you should show people stuff like that and show how uncomfortable like like let's talk about how uncomfortable that makes you feel why does that make you feel uncomfortable yes let's talk about it 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 was a terrible horrible thing but let's not ignore it so we don't repeat the history exactly exactly i mean we talk okay for example we talk about hitler all the freaking time yeah genocide is bad yeah why how is this any different yeah it's not so so anyway but yeah so it's an interesting article and i'll uh, i'll put a link to it in the show notes cool anything else you got no okay. i think i'm good well, i'm gonna let you do the show notes this time she 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 gonna be a baddie you go girl she gonna be i know man she gonna I'm be so, I, I, what was it i said in the and after we watched i was like okay i need the other eight episodes yeah right now now which is great that's how i want to feel yes, about a show i don't want to be like well that was a week of television <laughs> no so yeah Give it to me. So, again, um, send us your feedback uh, at randomtpodcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear, especially now that we're live, um, you know, you're watching the episodes with us. We are 
uh, planning to record or planning to release on Thursdays. Um, planning to record either on Wednesdays or Thursdays. So you've got you've got a day, day and a half, two days to to get us feedback after it airs on Tuesdays. Yeah, the problem with recording in the middle of a work week is we both have full time jobs, and yeah. it's just a matter of how when our, our how our yeah. work schedules fall. So and we record Gotham that night too. Usually, yeah, we do. So. <laughs> So, yeah but yeah do do send us feedback um we would love to hear how how it was received with other people as well because we fucking loved it yeah yeah we did so yeah so uh thank you for listening guys thanks <laughs>